Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from this series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Diana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the Triwizard Tournament. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, you can check out uh, blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around? Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes, and Patron and I have access to those videos. $5 a month will get you the video the Tuesday before the episode drops. $10 a month will get you a link to watch us record live and join a chat room to discuss while we record. And we're also talking about some other Patroni only gifts and perks, so, you know. You should, you know, become Patronus. Become a Patronus. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to those of you who are already Patroni and who are listening slash watching us right now. Hi. I'm very sorry about the state of myself. And also, if you are listening, watching us right now, and you are in the chat room, where would someone who should be an adult but isn't really an adult has hid their external hard drive from themselves? Just question. I need Is the that... answer. Okay. I lost my hard drive in this. I, I put it somewhere to keep it safe, I think. Yeah. But now I can't do things. And, like, if y'all want the Wither Team episodes, I need that because my computer is like, F you, man. I'm full. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to help you. I usually have to be there. Like, my mom does that all the time, but I'm usually there. So then I can be like, oh, you put it there. But I'm not good at guessing. Maybe under your bed? Possibly? Possibly. I did find my Fitbit under there, and I had lost my Fitbit for a, a while. Yeah. So Maybe under your bed. Maybe under my bed. I'll check under my bed. Um, yeah, but besides that. <laughs> Back to, you know, donations type stuff. If you would like to donate, but can't <laughs> do a monthly donation. I don't <laughs> Wait, wait, sorry. Um, Portia's like in your purse, maybe? <laughs> um, and uh, I don't have a purse. What kind of? <laughs> I have a backpack. It's not in there, though. I checked. Okay. I'm not a. I'm not a adult. Portia purse sounds like something a, a grown up would own. What? I have lots oh. of purses. I mean, I, I mean, I take them. my backpack to work, but I have purses. I have satchels and tote bags. Totes on totes on totes. I have like two purses, but yeah. Okay, back to- All right. Um, if you to the, like to donate to Black Girls Create, but don't have, or can't do a monthly donation, you can um, donate to our PayPal. You can find the link to that at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. There's so much cool stuff going on and we just want to be a part of that cool stuff. But in order to be a part of said cool stuff, we have to, have money and if you couldn't tell by the whole i lost my external hard drive and i don't have a purse thing um i'm barely an adult so Bayana's just like holding on for the both of us and yeah so i mean i 
I'm not really in a, as much of an adult either. I'm, I just, I just struggle in silence. I'm really like stoic struggler. So no <laughs> one ever knows. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm chilling. And in my head, I'm like freak. It's like, you know, that episode of, I don't know if you ever watched SpongeBob, but um, that episode of SpongeBob where like, he's trying to, um, I think he was like trying to learn how to be like a fine, like a waiter in like a fine dining restaurant. And then he gets like too many instructions. And then his brain, like, it's just like little mini hymns running around and like stuff is on fire. That's me. Except on the outside, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm chill. <laughs> like it's I was gonna be like, you're a better adult than I am. And then you were like SpongeBob. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> because just in terms of like age, like SpongeBob is not in my wheelhouse. I was already kind of too old. But yeah. Um yeah, I think like. I'm the opposite where I'm obviously I'm just like, oh my God, I'm Troy from Community, Troy and Abed, when he's just like freaking out and like literally like all of these emotions. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a problem. I think on both ends, I mean, we're totally not, this is not an announcement or a reminder, but whatever um, <laughs> we're talking about. It. But um, when like, I don't know, for me, it's, like, because I don't, like, emote or, you know, like, show that I'm freaking out, like, everyone automatically assumes I'm good, and, like, yeah. I think the only person I call freaking out is my mom, and that's, like, and then she's, like, okay, so, that's the only person. And everyone then she gets, like, like, like cool. very, she gets very much, like, okay, so here's what you're gonna do, mm -hmm. <laughs> because she's that person now, I call her, too. She's probably, like, god damn it, why did, Robin, why are you here? I already have three children freaking out. Why, do, why did I sign up for you to also Because I mean, not to freaks out at least once a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four. <laughs> and I was thinking about, like, more, like, adult-style freakouts where Aminata is like, I don't want to take a nap! And, <laughs> and, and we're like, how is a human being supposed to pay for stuff? Right. Um, yeah. Anywho... <laughs> Um, let's get back to it, yeah? Rate, rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play and stuff, guys. <laughs> if you like our random conversations about things that have nothing to do with Harry Potter before we get into Harry Potter. This show went off the rails. Put that in your review. Be like, sometimes they go on tangents and it's weird, but it works, maybe? If you don't like it, then don't put it in there. Like, Or just tell us on the side, like, hey, cut the tangents. Um, you don't have to tell the whole world our business, but like, you know. Right. You could be like, Robin is an issue, but Bayana tries her best. And um, anyway, if you, um, you can also subscribe to our newsletter most weeks, this weekend included, got it in there. <laughs> like, slid it in there because again, um, when it rains outside, I get narcoleptic and it was like a huge storm. And so I was like, oh, I slept until like, what was it? Like one or something when I texted you? It was yeah. late. I was like, I had I had plans, I had dreams to remember, <laughs> <laughs> and yet the rain was going. It was dark, and it, yeah. But anyway, anyway, um, during those weeks when we send out the newsletter, um, you can we share the nerd news and links that um, we have been enjoying throughout the week, and you can just get a quick skip, a uh, quick synopsis of what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org. Also follow us at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Create. 
follow us at Black Girls Create on Tumblr and Instagram and join our Wizard Team Facebook group if you have not already. Um, you can just search hashtag Wizard Team on Facebook and then you'll find it. And then the Wizard Team Facebook group is so lit, guys. I just need you all to join because there are things that you can do in a Facebook platform that you can't really do on Twitter, such as go back to conversations that you forgot and not feel like a freak. There are conversations where I'm like, I haven't been on Facebook in a month, but I'm going to respond to this because it hits my soul in the right spot. Um, and yeah, so I highly recommend our Facebook group. <laughs> now, let's dive into what's been going on uh, with Wizard Team. Um, so yeah, the illustrated edition of Prisoner of Azkaban is supposed to come out October 3rd, so that's lit. I'm excited about that. No! Serious? Seriously? Oh yeah, that's true. And Remus too. And it's Remus? really funny because Robin oh, gave... and Peter. Oh, that might actually that, maybe it'll be like unlock Wormtail, or I'd rather do an unlock Remus or Serious, but yeah, for uh, sure. Or maybe it's an unlock um, Buckbeat. Yeah, well, that'll be cool. Um, be cool. But it was really funny because over the over Kwanzaa, Robin gave me the Chamber of Secrets Illustrated Edition. Um, and my dad was like looking through it. And I think somebody, it was either my dad or I don't remember now. They were like, so every time a new one comes out, you're going to get it. And I was like, duh. Like, yeah. This is, I don't know what kind of question that is. Everything, yeah. It's already money out of my pocket. <laughs> um, someone was like telling me, that they were, they saw a Harry Potter like coloring book or something, and they were gonna get it for me. Um, and I was like, "Oh, that's sweet. I already have them all." <laughs> but thank you, I appreciate right. it. I'll take another one. Um, oh, that was really funny too. So I have a um, the postcard one, which is like the small one of the other one. And my friend came to visit, and I I am just really into coloring, so. Um, we were having a, we called it the Broke Besties Weekend. So we were just staying inside together. And so I was like, do you want to color? And she's like, well, yeah, I don't want to, I didn't bring a coloring book. And I was like, oh, here you go. She's like, I don't want to take your Harry Potter. I was like, I have two. <laughs> <laughs> this one, you can, this one's for you. You can take it home with you and continue on in your journey. But thank you. Yeah, it's real. We have, yes. My goal is to get, one, so we have our originals, which are like, you know, our what we started out with. And then we got, I, I'm pretty sure I think we said this before, but like 90% of the reason why this podcast exists is because, well, not, we were talking about the podcast and then it clicked in our heads that we needed another set of yeah. books that we could write in. And, and then, then all, of a, sudden, that was what was all of a sudden the podcast was happening like the next day. <laughs> I was like, well, I got my books. Like, I got my books. I was like, all right. Yeah, so true. Um, <laughs> You're like, we have to buy a new copy. <laughs> Immediately after that conversation, I went on Amazon. Like, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, it well, like, like, I gotta go buy these books now. We were still like, okay, what is the format gonna be? What are we gonna talk no. about? It was, and then at some some point, I'm pretty sure I was still in college too because it was like right before I graduated. I was so like, I still I had was, that like financial aid money, and I was yeah. like, well. I was like, so you know we have to do a Harry Potter podcast, right? Because we were talking about like what our podcast, we wanted to do a podcast and then it was going to probably be like just overall nerdy, which might come down the pipeline maybe. Um, and I was like, you know, you got we got to do Harry Potter. And all the, like 
we weren't even we hadn't thought through half any the logistics of any of it but i have the books though but we got the in books like, like three days later we got them books though on that prime yeah now we have the illustrated editions i got one copy from london and i my goal is to get a whole set of the books in french from france mm. i'm not doing that whole go on amazon and buy the french no i'm gonna be in france yeah collecting this i have book. i have the philosopher's stone and i've told that story a couple times where like yeah. i asked my dad my dad was going to london and i was like get me all of the british versions of harry potter and he was like, okay, so um, that's a lot of money to be buying seven books and then to bring back here. So I just got you the first one because it's different. I was like, that's cool. I was, what I wanted. That was my second choice. <laughs> like, I and then we that. were we were in, and I that was my second or third time in London. Third time in London, but it was our Harry Potter trip. Role, and all of a sudden I was like, I need the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need it. So I got that. I kind of want to get the adult covers, which I, I can't, but I want them. And then those house covers. Yeah. I'm in my, in my dream house. I have a room that <laughs> is that the walls are made of bookshelves. And one of those walls is de- dedicated to all of my Harry Potter books. Yes. I want to go to that so, world. Yeah. I want to go to that room. I need to make that happen. <laughs> I want to live in that. She's going to come home and she's like, Robin, why are you still in here? I'm going to live here now. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the books. <laughs> to take this relationship to the next level and move in together. So now I'm here. And you just have to deal. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Um, Arby. So today slash two days ago. Yeah. It was tiny whiny. Um, is slash was Snape's birthday. And oh. Arby's did a really weird thing. It was weird. I was just like on scrolling down the timeline and I was like, what is what is this? So they made the really they made this video. They were like, thanks for being a light in the darkness. I, but made- first of all, <laughs> first of all, no. No. Second of all, no. Then you go you go into the so first I saw I saw that. I just saw like that and I was like, this is strange. And then I clicked, I was in it, like, I guess the phrasing also, like, tipped me off. Maybe somebody, like, quote tweeted it, and I was just like, I think this is a Harry Potter thing. I clicked on it. I was they gonna have say... drawing a dough in ketchup, and then they wrote always over it with ketchup, like a ketchup packet. So not only was it just weird, just generally, but also, like, Snape, really? A light in the darkness? I know it's his birthday and shit, but, like, okay. Really? Like, I think what happened was... Someone in the RB social media team was like, oh, guess what I can do? You know, it's like when you do those icebreakers at work and they're like, I'm a very good ketchup packet drawer. And they're like, oh, really? And then they search. Because, <laughs> like, I, I work in community. So I have, like, I have this calendar, guys, that is, it's insane. So it tells me every random holiday. Like, I'll just, let me just pull this up real quick. Because, um, you know, me, I don't care about Snape's birthday, just on GP. But, um because I'm a community manager, I like to have like different reasons to like do fun stuff. So today, beyond it being Severus Snape's birthday, which is in my calendar because of Wizard Team, gross. It is also National Apricot Day, National Static Electricity Day, National mm-hmm. Clean Off Your Desk Day, which, okay, I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I might be celebrating that after we finish taping, but... Um, so I'm assuming that someone on like their social team was like, well, here's the thing that you can do <laughs> with your talent. 
Um, because one thing that um I saw this late, like I just saw this before, like walking on walking home to tape. Um, Bayana shared it. And my first my first thought was, why are you following Arby's? You don't even eat meat. No, it, so it was so, on our it was on our timeline. And I think somebody we follow saw it and, and like either like, retweeted read. it or quote tweeted it. Yeah, I don't, which yeah. makes more sense because I was like, how would you even find this? Right. Who do we know? <laughs> like, I mean, I, it does. Make it was sense. so I random. It was so random. And sent it to us. I sent it to you. That make that part does make sense, but my brain just right. wasn't connecting that. I was like, what? What? <laughs> you don't even eat meat. And then I was thinking, Let like, alone. oh. And then if I did, like, I wouldn't be at Arby's. <laughs> yeah. And then I was I'll thinking, oh, maybe it's food. maybe it's nihilist Arby's, which is like this Arby's. Oh, parody mm-hmm. account that I love and follow. And I think that comes from Welcome to Night Vale. Um, but no, it was straight up Arby's, Arby's, like mm-hmm. Arby's. And I kind of love that the only people celebrating Severus Snape's birthday is a fast food joint to get <laughs> fake clicks. Like that's the only people, like that's what he deserves. Like did we, uh, we usually send out, did you, oh no, it was my I day. Did. Oh, you did. I did. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it was my day, and I damn sure didn't mention no snake. I just did it because I knew you wouldn't, and I felt like we we skipped Voldemort, but I feel like that's okay. And it was like, and it was New Year's Eve. Nobody remembers. Mm -hmm. But if I remember, I like to do it just because, like. Okay, so my uh, so Deborah, my bay friend, as she likes to call us, bay friend. That's so cute. She's so cute. She's over here all up in her feels because she has like Snape, like feelings and. Usually we like to share. So like Portia said, Snape deserves all of the hate that he can get. And like Deborah's just gonna be in her feelings because I'm not sharing that. Like no one, we don't, <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. Ooh, my dog's here. Sorry. Oh, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, Zelda's here. She is so cute. Um, sorry. And now she's drinking. Okay, I have to focus. Um, so yeah. No one cares about Snape's birthday. That's just a no one. I mean, to be honest, like, like I think I I think I would have been more mad if I had seen like more Snape stuff everywhere. Like, if I had been on my timeline all day and seen Snape stuff, I think it would have made me upset. So I'm glad I just saw that and that was funny. And then I like <laughs> moved on with my life. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know just, what I mean. Like you, I mean, we have talked extensively about like the revisionist history of Snape, and once we get into this chapter, we're about to get into a little bit of this. You can like, I love Potter birthdays. I love that like random characters have birthdays that we celebrate. I love. It kind of reminds me of when I was like, uh, I was about to say when I was really into NSYNC, and then I was like, but I'm I'm still really into NSYNC. Like I just. Right. <laughs> they're just they don't happen to be making music anymore but let them announce an album and the picture walls going right back up but when i was younger i used to celebrate their birthdays and make cake for them and i would make it like with their name on it because i'm weird like they were my friends and i love that like weird <laughs> why i didn't know i was a nerd is beyond me but i kind of love that weird like i feel connected to this character enough that I want to celebrate their birthday. Right. But in real life, like we're not celebrating Hitler's birthday. 
And not to be like Snape is Hitler because Voldemort is Hitler, but Snape is at least like Goebbels, you know, or Stalin. Some, you know what I mean? Like, if we're doing the equation, equating fictional characters to, you know, real life people, it's not like he's Nelson Mandela or Mother Teresa is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> so, okay. I'm glad Arby's gave you some love. Let's move on. Let's get into the chapter. Well, I mean, Things that I, just, I do want to say, like, like Deborah isn't like a full-on Snape apologist. I don't want to like put no. her on streets like that. That would be no, no, no. It's like that. It's teenage Deborah, um, who comes out sometimes when things you know you know like and you know teenage Brianna was team jacob so and i'm sure i if really you don't saw, have anything to judge if you saw what's his face walking around you'd have to like tamp down teenage Brianna. oh yeah like, oh absolutely okay. <laughs> you're like, hold up, fam. Hold up. you're an adult <laughs> <laughs> right like sometimes teenage you comes out i'm not at all like shading that i'm just saying Whew. Also, yeah. I'm just laughing because Portia. Portia is such a problem. You guys don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand how hard it is to record and have cogent thoughts. Meanwhile, shit like this is coming up in your face. Basically, Bayana pulled a reverse dose Eckies. I don't typically eat meat, but if I were to eat meat, it definitely wouldn't come from Arby's. Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to concentrate? <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh man. Oh, I don't typically eat meat. The most interesting potterhead in the world. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friends. Um, okay. Let's Stay get hungry. into chapter 12. Stay hungry, my okay, friends. We're talking, talking about Arby's. All right. Um so back previously on Wizard Team. Harry and them are on their way to Hogwarts. Harry and them. Harry and them. There's been a lot of hints dropped from the older Weasleys and from Draco about something happening at Hogwarts. Can't believe they don't know. Arthur must either be a really good employee or like doesn't hang out in the right circles or something. One or the other. Obviously, obviously your father doesn't know what's happening because he followed the rules and didn't tell you about it. Right. Um, obviously, my father, who has no fucking chill, tells me everything and, and doesn't have a job like he been got right? fired like two years ago so right like you you got fired on your day off lucius um not that doesn't really work but still um <laughs> sharing all types of like dark secrets mm -hmm. with a with an infant like you are a child drink <laughs> i'm sorry just like the idea <laughs> That like Lucius Malfoy is sitting in Malfoy Manor and is like, all right, Jacob, the Dark Lord told me and I, I couldn't tell anyone, but let me tell you what's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, um, so Portia said Mother Teresa was actually awful. Um, and I know that. But it's still like in like you know when you're, I still she still comes up in ter in terms of like people I don't know. It's like when I found out about Columbus. No, I don't know. But yeah, I know that Mother Teresa isn't who we think she is. But in my little excitement and 
thing. I threw her name in there. Anyway, yeah, just like Draco, this isn't that, okay, so this is not like the most egregious example of Lucius sharing information with Draco that he does not need to have. Um, but it, it does go into that pattern of like, of Draco making fun of someone for knowing some, for not knowing something that they like should not know. Like you just, right. You like objectively, like objectively. And then like thinking about how many kids at Hogwarts have parents who work in the ministry. Right. For the ministry. So like, why do they need to know? Like, they just don't know. It's cool. It's fine. Right. Like, okay. Anyway, previously, Draco um, and Draco. Okay. So that's it. Yeah. So then they take the horseless carriage, carriages up to Hogwarts. Um, it's still raining, by the way. That's it important. is rain. It is. It is. Ra- if you guys, if anyone is in Oakland or the Bay Area, um, it is currently raining here the way that I imagine it was raining at Hogwarts one fateful September day in 1995 for 1994. Yeah, it is raining hard. So through the gates flanked with statues of winged boars, the carriages trundled. They all stopped at, or Harry could see Hogwarts coming nearer and many with its many lighted windows shimmering behind the thick curtain of rain. Lightning flashed across the sky as their carriage came to a halt before the great oak front doors. I just wanted to point out lightning flashed across the sky. Like there's so much lightning in this book that I did not catch. There's like three lightning things right now. So this also like this isn't just like a heavy downpour. It's like an actual storm because you don't get thunder and lightning with every rain. So people who had occupied the carriages in front were already hurrying up the stone steps into the castle. Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville jumped down from their carriage and dashed up the steps too, looking up only when they were safely inside the cavernous torchlit entrance hall with its magnificent marble staircase. Blimey, said Ron, if it keeps up, the lake's going to over- overflow. I'm so... Arrgh! Uh, red... Water, a large red water-filled balloon had dropped from out of the ceiling and onto Ron's head and exploded. Drenched and, stu- and sputtering, Ron staggered sideways into Harry. Hermione uh, narrowly got out of the way. And another, as a second water bomb burst at Harry's feet, sending a wave of cold water over his sneakers into his ankles. Into his socks. Into his socks. People all around shrieked and started pushing one another in their efforts to get out of the line of fire. Peeves never change. Never change, Peeves. Yeah. Peeves yelled an angry uh, voice. <clears throat> Come down here at once. Professor McGonagall, the head of Gryffindor House and deputy headmistress, had come dashing out of the Great Hall. She skidded on the wet floor and grabbed Hermione around the neck to stop herself from falling. Ouch. Sorry, Miss Granger. That's all right, Professor. Hermione gasped. Like, McGee is a badass even when she's not trying to be. But like, even when she's falling. Like, and also, <laughs> like, what, is, what was that Beyonce thing where she um, almost fell at the Super Bowl and people were like, Beyonce didn't almost oh, fall, didn't. fall almost no, Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like that with this passage, like McGonagall then stood up, looked at gravity and said, you tried it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought. That's real. On here now, barked Professor McGonagall. Not doing nothing, cackled Peeves, lobbing a water bomb at several fifth-year girls who screamed and dived into the Great Hall. Already wet, aren't they? 
little squirts. Whee! And he aimed another bomb at the group of at a group of second years who had just arrived. I shall call the headmaster. I'm warning you, Peeves. Peeves stuck out his tongue, threw the last of the water bombs into the air, and zoomed off up the marble staircase, cackling insanely. Well, move along now, said Professor McGonagall. Into the Great Hall. Come on. I'm worried. I'm curious. They don't have, like, a drying charm they could use. That's what I was thinking. Or, like, even, like, an impervious, like, it's impervious, right? Or imperious spell that Hermione uses on various glasses. Um, yeah, it's not imperious. Whoa, I think it's, it is imperious. imperious. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Hermione uses it on Harry's glasses during a downpour in Quidditch. Why can't they just use it on themselves and like the water just like bounces? You know, like an umbrella that well, you don't have to carry. That actually yeah, works. I think I think part of it is like for some of them they probably just wouldn't know how to do it at this point. Yeah, but then like, I think like, there's no way to make. I was thinking more like because I know there is a drying charm, and I feel like maybe Hermione uses it at some point, but. Like, but like later on. But I'm curious if, like, maybe does the Great Hall not have a thing? Like, you just walk in, there's like a fan or like the entrance hall or something. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of water being trucked in, even without peeves. Yeah. I mean, it's a very old castle, too. So you can also think that without magic, like, there could be like flooding and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think the Weasleys end up flooding the entrance hall um, next book. Or put the swamp in there or something like that. But um the because of that, you would think that even that's even more reason to have like a magical drying station. apparatus or station something. or something. Yeah. Also though, I really want an imperious charm because umbrellas and rain are dumb. Impervious. Impervious. Why do yeah. I keep trying to like <laughs> do some like forbidden like forbidden spells over here? About, <laughs> My ego, alter ego, super ego, whatever. My unconscious mind is just full on Mad-Eye Moody right now. I'm just all over the forbidden curses. Um, <laughs> so the Great um, Hall. Okay, so. Go ahead. Yeah, so they go in the Great Hall. It looks like its usual splendid self. They go to the Gryffindor um, table and sit next to nearly headless Nick. Good evening, he says, beaming at them. Says who, said Harry, taking wait, off wait, his wait. sneakers and emptying them of water. Huh? Okay. You have to also, Nick was dressed tonight in his usual doublet, but with a particularly large ruff, which served the dual purpose of looking extra festive and ensuring that his head wouldn't wobble too much on his partially severed neck. How do ghosts change clothes? That's a good question. How do ghost horses happen? Is there a, like, how do paintings get drunk? How, what? Yeah. How do ghosts change clothes? Magic. So he just like makes his rough. He just I don't know. Oh, oh, like in the movie in that in that awesome reenactment movie where instead of using um polyjuice potion or anything, they just Hi, so in my fields, in the middle of my fields, I forgot that some people are still keeping the secret. So you're gonna wanna skip a minute ahead. Or no, that's the play. Spoilers. When they made <laughs> Harry Potter look like Voldemort. And they also made Harry Potter look like Voldemort from after he killed Harry Potter or after he got his body back and not original. Vo- anyway. Wait, what are you talking about? Um, in the, okay, so remember the end of yes. Birth Child. They yes. used spells to turn Harry into Voldemort. Oh, yeah. Instead but of the, wow, Harry- that was one thing I never caught. And it made me like, 
like, I'm glad I didn't catch that when it happened because I was oh, more upset. Yeah. Oh, okay, I mean, let's stop it, now. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. Lenore didn't always look like that, guys. He had to get a, his new body magically made, which is also why he wouldn't have a child because his new body was magically made, and magically made bodies do not produce sperm. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Um, hope they hurry with the sorting. I'm starving, Hashtag said Harry. God. That should be sailed clearly. Um, the sorting of the new students in the houses took place at the start of every year, but by unlucky combination of circumstances, Harry hadn't been present at one since his own. He was quite looking forward to it. Just then, a highly excited, breathless voice called down the table. Hiya, Harry. It was yes. Colin Creevy, a third year, to whom Harry was something of a hero. Hi, Colin. Guess what, Harry? My brother's starting. My brother, Dennis. Um, so that's cool. Both, like, they're both muggle-borns, but, like, that's cool. Dennis yeah. didn't have to have a petunia complex. You know, that's lit. A petunia um, complex? Is that what we're calling it now? My brother, Brandon, has a petunia complex. <laughs> Love okay. it. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, good, said Harry. He's really excited to call him. I just hope he's in Gryffindor. Keep your fingers crossed, eh, Harry? Uh, yeah, all right, said Harry. Um, brothers and sisters usually end up in the same houses, don't they? He asks um, his friends. He was judging by the Weasleys, all seven of whom had been put into Gryffindor. Oh, no, not necessarily, said Hermione. Pavardi Patil's twins in Ravenclaw, and they're identical. You'd think they'd be together, wouldn't you? Um, so Harry looked up at the staff table. There seemed also, to be rather more empty seats than usual. I just oh, wanted mm -hmm. to say the Patel twins, and I think it's not Parvati, it's Pavarti, or I messed that up. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, the Patel twins are identical, and okay, it must it might be difficult to get identical twins um, who both act or whatever, but it's not like they had a big role, and it's not like they needed to be good actors. They just needed to stand there, the both of them, one time for the Yule Ball scene. So if, why... If if Lindsay Lohan could do it for an entire movie in the 90s and it not look weird. Also, that movie is legit. And the That's new such a good the, movie. The, I love that the, movie so much. The classic one, which is like better than the yeah, Lohan I like one, I love both is of them. On, <laughs> I think it's on Netflix now. But anyway, really? point of story. No, I, I thought the Lindsay Lohan one was. Oh, maybe it's the Lindsay Lohan one and I just got it. If they're both on there, then it's lit. Especially because um, Parent Trap 2 is actually like pretty solid just so you guys know um anyway what am i doing with my life i don't I, know I read the, i've seen the original one and and the lindsey lohan one but i didn't realize there was a sequel oh the sequel is so lit they're adults now and then one girl they like one they both have daughters and then the daughters decide that one of the moms needs to fall in love so they don't move or something like that so they pull the parent trap again except what? this time they're adults and they have the aunt like like pretending to be the mom and then they fall in love or some something 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 and it is what? legit. I enjoy oh, it. That I greatly enjoy it. Um anyway. I just think um that they could have found it like identical twins. Because someone told me the other like someone told me like very matter of factly that they weren't identical. And I was like I think they are identical. I think that was like the point. Yeah. Well, it says here on page 174 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire that they're identical. Canon. The only the only time canon actually matters. Um, <laughs> in in recent um, conversations, anyway. Right. 
Um, so Harry looked at the staff table. There seemed to be more empty seats than usual. Hagrid, of course, was still fighting his way across the lake with the first years. McGonagall was presumably supervising the drying of the entrance hall floor, but there was another empty chair, too, and Harry couldn't think who else was missing. Where's the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, said Hermione. They had never had a Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher who had lasted more than three terms. Harry's favorite, by far, had been Professor Lupin, ours too. He yes. resigned last year. He looked up and down the staff table. There was definitely no new face there. Maybe they couldn't get anyone, said Hermione, looking anxious. So this um, is why they should not get rid of perfectly good teachers because of right? uh, things that they can't control. And so I was wondering about, and this is when I sent, I sent a text or a tweet out that our Patrona are going to get some questions that need answers, but they're very, I have a couple of them in this chapter, but equal opportunity employment in the wizarding world. Is there no like, Civil rights, Wizarding Civil Rights. Civil Rights Act or something? Yeah, well, because there's the Civil Rights Act, right, which says, like, you can't discriminate on the basis of uh, color or race and gender. And I think they've, like, so they've re-retrofitted it, retconned. They retconned this amendment, um, I think, so that it's also sexual identity. I'm not sure. Actually, no, it's not, because um, in certain states, you can still get fired just for being gay yeah it's race and gender that is the civil rights act right but then we have these other acts <clears throat> equal opportunity employment um acts and, then, and the disability act which says that not only um can you not discriminate against people but then you also need to accommodate certain disabilities um so for example i recently was diagnosed with add among many of my other plethora of issues and had i been diagnosed with add in school, they would have had to make certain accommodations for me um, so that it kind of levels the playing field because are you the same thing with like if you're dyslexic or something like you get an extra, mm -hmm. if, you, if you have a time test, you get, I don't know, like 20 or 30 minutes more um, if you have a disability. And so, and also if you are in a building in which you can't have access because you're in a wheelchair or something like you have to have uh, stairs or not stairs, sorry, ramps or uh, elevators or some way to like accommodate for people who cannot take stairs, right? And, and Deborah saying those don't exist, see house elves and see the goblins, but I'm thinking at least within wizard kind, right? There's no protections for differently abled wizards because I feel like Remus has a lawsuit on his hands and I would be willing to. Our, we don't really know much about wizard lawyers, but I'm willing to represent him. We should get my mom because she's an actual employment lawyer and you're, you don't know employment law. She doesn't have employment law in the wizarding world. Well, you don't have it, period. I feel like she's probably <laughs> closer than you are. Dang, that was shady. You don't got nothing. Not shady. I just feel like if you want to get Remus, like what he wants, we have resources. I want. Compensation. <laughs> I want what is I want to see some punishment <laughs> in the way that Phillips. So. Um, yeah, like Deborah saying unlawful termination, but I don't think that that would be unlawful termination. I mean, it would be unlawful termination, but it's also just like the fact that they made his work um un uninviting. He, he, he didn't got get pushed fired. out. Yeah. Yeah. So he got pushed out and they should have had some sort of 
protections for him. And also, really, they just need to you fight can't find is what needs to happen. Because <laughs> Dumbledore was cool with him being there. He had all those things, even for him to be in school in the first place. Did all that stuff to make sure he could be cool. And then Snape. Two snaps, three snaps, four snaps. However many snaps, who are you on the money right there? And also Snape, let's just remind people, Snape outed someone mm-hmm. against their will mm-hmm. and got them and put their lives in danger. But you know, happy, yeah, birthday. happy birthday or whatever. Motherfucker. Um, Sit down <laughs> on your birthday. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so speaking of Snape, Harry, Harry is scanning the table. He sees Professor Flitwick, Professor Sprout, um, and uh, Professor Sinistra of the astronomy department. Um, and then sees Snape, Harry's least favorite person in Hogwarts. Harry's loathing of Snape was matched only by Snape's hatred of him, a hatred which had, if possible, intensified last year when Harry had helped Sirius escape right under Snape's overlarge nose. Snape and Sirius mm-hmm. have been enemies since their own school days. So um, the narrator is amazing. I don't know who it's not. So we were talking about this, like it's an unreliable narrator, right? And we're seeing, we're like, we follow Harry throughout, but it's not Harry's voice, but even the narrator has sometimes some, it is. Sometimes it is. And even the narrator tosses some shade at Snape's overlarge nose. Um, mm-hmm. But also if you catch the wording here, <clears throat> Harry loathes Snape. So he does dislike him, but loathing, I think, is like a strong dislike at the most. But Snape hates Harry. Now, if you are a person who hadn't read these books and you didn't know like that his name was Professor Snape, if you hadn't read that part of it, who do you think would be the adult teacher and who do you think would be the 14-year-old with all the emotions? The one that loathes or the one that hates? Neither of them. Neither of them. I'd be like y'all. I'd be like y'all are both teenagers, and you need to right introspection. Fight. You would be like, do something. Like either what do you mean? What is forty years old? What do you mean? (laughs) They just need to fight and then get it over with, and then walk, go their separate ways. If it's at this level of hatred, right? But you know, Snape is an, an adult and has power over Harry in a lot of different ways, and so. Yeah, he's going to continue to be problematic. Um, So uh, Harry sees Professor Dumbledore. Um, The tips of his fingers were together, and he was resting his chin upon them, staring at the ceiling through his half-moon spectacles as though lost in thought. Harry glanced up at the ceiling. It was enchanted to look at the sky outside, and he had never seen it look this stormy. Black and purple clouds were swirling across it, and as another thunderclap sounded outside a fork of lightning flashed across it that's super like that's lit but also that's such an ominous like kind of way to start your year i mean i know it's like storming outside but now it's also storming above your heads you know premonitions where's professor trelawney she's sitting in her tower because she the fifth person to sneeze on the eighth day will die on the 12th. Right. And she night. didn't see herself down there. So she was like, nah. <laughs> she was like, it's cool. I don't see myself it there. It wasn't in the stars. So, um, oh, hurry up, Ron Mode. I could eat a hippogriff, which is like hilarious. I could eat a horse. The words were no sooner out of his mouth than the door of the Great Hall opened. Professor McGonagall was leading in a big line of first years up to the, up to the top of the hall. 
If Harry, Ron, and Hermione were wet, it was nothing to how these first years looked. They appeared to have swum across the lake rather, rather than sailed. All of them were shivering and um, with a combination of cold and nerves, and they filed along the staff table and came to a halt facing the rest of the school. All of them except the smaller of the lot, a boy with mousy hair who was wrapped in a in a, in what Harry recognizes Hagrid's moleskin coat. The coat was so big for him that he looked as though he were draped in a flurry, furry black circus tent. His small face protruded from over the collar, looking almost painfully excited. When he lined up with his terrified-looking peers, um, he caught Colin's eye, gave a double thumbs up, and mouthed, I fell in the lake. He looked positively delighted about it. The creepiest strange individuals. <laughs> No, they're so weird. The it's cute, like not in a bad way. It's just I am I am a creepy. I was having this conversation on Twitter because someone had like read The Magicians. I don't know if any of you guys have read The Magicians. It's a bad. It it, it built itself as like Harry Potter for adults and like Hogwarts for adults. Yeah. And That's what I was told um, when, and I was I was I was a teenager when I was told to read The Magicians and that it was like Harry Potter. And I read the first chapter and I was like, it's not. Like I think Harry I Potter. told you, and I never um, went back. I think I read it. I think you read my book, the first chapter of my book, because I was reading it. No, because I went to the store. Oh. Somebody, I was like at the store, and they were like, oh. so I bought it. I don't know where yeah, it is now. I was living with you, and we were do. I was doing a book club, and that was one of our books, and I was like. Well, if this ain't some shit, I'm not about. My thing is, is like but, you always get on me for this, but I take things literally. And so, if you're gonna tell me something is like something and it's not like it, then I'm just like, nah. Like, I'm if you just said it's a really good book, you should read it. Then I would have read it by now. It would have been done. But if you say specifically it's just like Harry Potter and it's not just like Harry Potter, no. Well, nothing. He knows just what like it wants when it's when it's there. And it thinks that that's what it's going to get. And if it's not getting it, then it's just like, I lost interest. I don't care. Okay. Nothing is like, just like Harry Potter. Only I know. Harry I Potter. Know. Also, also I've gotten like better Harry. at it now. <laughs> I was like 13. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I was like 13. Also, if you were 13, just off, wouldn't have wanted like, to Literally read just off of like reading Deathly Hollows. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. was, it, just, it was, and there were a lot of feelings. I was a teenager. Like it's a lot of yes. other factors around it yeah but yeah um so anyway so i was i was having this conversation because someone was talking about the magicians and how it's like more adult and blah 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 and i was like one the main character is um like is miserable and i know that we talk about like you know oh magic can't fix all of your problems or whatever but at a certain point and this is the one thing I love the most about Harry Potter. Like, even when they do take magic for granted, if they do, if they're taking it for granted, it's, it's, it's normalized. There are still moments of just complete joy at mm -hmm. like walking into a tent and it being like a duplex house. And you're like, oh, the fuck? There's a TARDIS in here. And I hate it. The thing that's like, that was everyone in The Magicians was miserable. And I was like, you are fucking doing magic, you douchebags. <laughs> Get it together. Like, why? Okay, things are hard or whatever, but you know what's hard? Magic. You're having a hard time learning magic. Right. Come on. So yeah. Love to the creepies, because this is me. I would be like, I fell in the lake, yo! In the magical lake! 
on my way to the magical school <laughs> off of the magical train i'm gonna get magical pneumonia i'm gonna get magical pneumonia a half giant gave me his coat this is lit <laughs> i'm rocking a half giant coat this is lit Okay, so Professor McGonagall uh, placed a four-legged school, four-legged stool on the ground before the first years, and on top of it, an extremely old, dirty, patched wizard's hat. Why can't they um, like him though? I mean, yeah, I wonder if that's a part of his magic. Old, if he's just old, but like, can't you he, get it a little clean? He'd be collecting dust on Dumbledore's bookshelf. You can't dust. They got all them over a hundred house elves. Like, right? Hmm. Sips ting, but it's no longer there. They drink it all really fast. Um, do you want to sing the song? Um, okay. You don't have to ask me twice. I feel like because um, I did it last time. I feel like we can switch off. Okay. A thousand years or more ago, when I was newly sown, there lived four wizards of renown whose names are still well known. Both Gryffindor from Wildmore. Fair Ravenclaw from Glen, Sweet Hufflepuff from Valley Broad, Shrewd Slytherin from Fen. Okay, I have notes. Do I stop or do I do the whole thing and then go back into my notes? Do the whole thing. Okay. Shrewd oh. Slytherin from Fen. They shared a wish, a hope, a dream. They hatched a daring plan to educate young sorcerers. Or thus Hogwarts school began. Now each of these four founders formed their, their own house for each, did value what did value different virtues in the ones they had to teach. By Gryffindor, the bravest were prized far beyond the rest. For Ravenclaw, the cleverest would always be the best. For Hufflepuff, hard workers were more, most worthy of admission and power-hungry Slytherin. And he loved those with great am he loved loved those of great ambition. While still alive, they did divide their favorites from the throng, yet how to pick the worthy ones when they were dead and gone. Twas Gryffindor who found the way, he whipped me off his head. The founders put some brains in me so I could choose instead. Now slip me snug about your ears, I've never yet been wrong. I'll have a look inside your mind and tell where you belong. Next time, I think I wanna have, I wanna have a trap version. Okay. We, I don't know how we're gonna do that. Um, I want like so Amigos flow Some some beats. on here. Well, then you have to be like, you have to be in the back being like, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> skirt, skirt! Yeah. I don't know how we would I do that. Do. Yeah, um, Portia and, Portion and Deborah are, are with us. On that. Right, right. So, a thousand okay. years or more ago. A thousand years or more ago. We gotta like record it beforehand. We gotta remember. Yeah. We gotta record it beforehand and just like drop it in the middle. Um, <laughs> And I, yeah, because like we need, we need the wizard, wizard Migos. Woo, good lord. So <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to this. I have to go back now. We have to go all the way back. So, mm -hmm. both Gryffindor from Wildmore, Fair Ravenclaw from Glen, Sweet Hufflepuff from Valley Broad, Shrewd Featherin from Fen. So, what? they were at the Wildmore. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So they were they were <clears throat> <laughs> Okay. They were at a moor during the uh Quidditch World Cup. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering. I mean I'm sure I feel like Britain is filled with moors, but 
I'm wondering if that means anything. No, because he's from Godric's Hollow. That's where he was born. So that more. I, I know, but I'm just like, I wonder if it means something that Gryffindor from the Moor, Godric's Hollow, Voldemort, Harry Potter. I don't know what these. <laughs> I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. Wait. Okay. Harry Potter, Quidditch World Cup, Dark Mark. Hold up. Okay. No. <laughs> no. No. I didn't see the connection, but I get what you're doing. <laughs> but no, the connection is that like Gryffindor is from a moor, which is Godric's Hollow, which is where the Potters they died because Voldemort killed them. Their hearts beat no more. Okay. Um, that kid is gonna. That kid has. It has been a while. It has been months. And that would be still, great. Is if it like because I don't know how old he was, but say like ten years. He finds this podcast. And he's like, hey, that was me. <laughs> and ten years from now, I'm still gonna be messed up about it. Um, so anyway, that he's from a more. Um, he's well. I keep saying that that he's from Godric's Hollow, where the last dark mark shown before the mm -hmm. end of, or before Voldemort's little break. Mm -hmm. um, and now at the Quidditch World Cup, we see the new Dark Mark, oh, which is more. like okay, saying- I see. At I another was gonna go somewhere else that was more hotepy than that. So I appreciate that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just started, I, when I started doing the, the um, more Gryffindor- see, I was in my head, I was like- What you said more and Dark Mark, mark. Okay. I was like, oh, why has it got to be the dark mark over the moor? And, you know, because, like, the moors were black. Yeah. And they were in Europe. <laughs> yep. And it's death. Yeah. You know? Yep. You're right. Where is they Ernie? They don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. <laughs> okay. Were there any other thing, notes that you had? <laughs> yes, I did. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's not even late. We're just in rare form today, I yeah. guess. Um. So this is really gonna make you happy. This is like the only, it, it's, it's a small note. Okay. The, the sorting hat went platinum with no features. Yeah. <laughs> that, was <laughs> <other note. laughs> that was it. Oh my God. <laughs> we need to move on now. I, I, read, no, no, no. I read this book in the morning and I laughed for a solid five minutes of that. That was just quality <laughs> joke work because it has really been, good. it's been a while. Is the sorting hat J. Cole? <laughs> yes! <laughs> because it, Ron's like, you know, he, he's got a different song every year. He probably, he's a hat, he's bored. He probably spends the whole year working on it. <laughs> like J. Cole, oh, who went platinum oh. with no features. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. I'll see you. I'll see you next week. Sure Dumbledore's not ghostwriting it, and he's really like Ooh. drinking something. We going back to back. <laughs> oh, hat <laughs> <Pat> is back. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Not, okay, like, so kids this, are about to get sorted, y'all. <laughs> this started off on a on a note. It man, I'm I'm crying. I'm in literal tears. So you know, <laughs> okay. Um, so Ackerley Stewart, Ravenclaw, Stewart Ackerley took off the hat and hurried into a seat at the Ravenclaw table where everyone was applauding. Harry caught a glimpse of Cho, the Ravenclaw seeker, cheering Stewart Ackerley as he sat down. And for a fleeting second, Harry had a strange desire to join the Ravenclaw 
table. <laughs> uh oh. Bow chicka bow wow. Because I don't think it's like a like a romantic like slow bow chicka wow. It's more of a like. No, there's no very white voice in the. No. No. This is um the Snapchat me your pussy thing. Because <laughs> once he goes on one date, he's over it. That's true. <laughs> if it's cool. If it's cool. <laughs> Got all that consent in there. If it's cool. Oh. Also, oh, just to go way, way back in our tangent when we were talking about youth or whatever, um, mm-hmm. the way that I knew I was old like like objectively old is because I found out about the Snapchat me your pussy line um, and it goes down in the DMs through a Cedric the Entertainer stand up <laughs> and not from the song because <laughs> the only part of that song I know is that little snippet that they play for um, with dancing it uh, so you think you can dance they play a snippet of it goes down in the DMs. Yes, it's, it's very. It's from the last season of So You Think You Can Dance with like the little kids, and they do, and it goes down in the DMs dance, oh. and it is super cute slash really good. Um, and so that's the only way <laughs> I know that. And then we watched um, the Cedric the Entertainer stand up over Christmas because you know old black folk, and they wanted you know what you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch Cedric. Um, and yeah. that's how I found out. And I was like sitting next to my friend and I was like, wait, did he just make that up? And he's like, she's like, no, that's part of the song. And yeah. I was like, wait, really? That's hilarious. That's really funny. Cause like, I mean, my mom didn't find oh. out from like Cedric the Entertainer, but you know, um, supposed to be. By yeah. Oakwood. Yep. She no, 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 wait, what? From what? Uh, with Butts by Omarion and Chris Brown and. No. Janae okay. Aiko. Okay. Anyway, there's. You've heard the eat the booty like groceries line, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, so my mom, that, that's my mom was playing wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. What's, the, wait, wait, wait. What's the name of that song? Supposed to be. Oh, it's not eat your booty like groceries. No, or that's like not what groceries. it's called. Are the name of the song not groceries? That's okay. Not, that's I, one line in the entire song. <laughs> that's the but line my mom. Really we've been out. That song for so long, and then like one day it was just on, and she was like, "Oh my goodness!" And I'm like, "What?" She's like, "That's what they're saying," and I was like. You know how many times we heard the song with you and in, in okay, whatever. And then she was like, I don't like this song. I don't and like this song. Either. Every time. And you know who would remind her she didn't like the song? I'm not. Mommy, you come on. Like she'd be like, Mommy, song. you don't like this song. You should turn it down. <laughs> That's our Ami. Oh, okay, listen. Gosh. Um hmm. Deb was like, Deb also learned it from Cedric the Entertainer. So the, then she has to go with, I'm 27, what's my excuse? Listen, okay? <laughs> I am old, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Portia learned it from Twitter. So there I learned it because I listen to Ratchet Music. But I've heard that song before. I just, you just don't they, pay attention. When, yeah, because he doesn't, that, he's like, not saying anything. He's like, no, because he says it more than once in that song. That's like a part of the chorus or some shit. Or like, does he say it more than once? I feel like he does. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down. It go down. That the, uh, anything else he's saying in that song don't make no sense. So I didn't hear it. That line was pretty clear. But okay, we should keep it going. Go it go down. Um. Yeah. So okay. So um. 
Okay, so, okay, so Malcolm Babbock is sorted into Slytherin, um, and Harry wonders as he goes to the to the table. Harry wonders whether Babbock knew that Slytherin House had turned out more dark witches and wizards than any other. And I'm like, even if he did know, that would mean he's gonna be evil. Also, like, like, why is that so stuck in your brain? What? Like, I'm saying he's 11 years old. Let him make his own decisions. Let him right? be him. He could be a Slytherin. He's ambitious. Also, he's just gonna be a really great like ministry official when he grows up or some shit. Like, he don't right. She's gonna like make some invention, invention, and like change the world. Why are you already throwing him under and the it's bus? Also, it's just he's a numbers crazy. game. Slytherin turned out more dark wizards than any other house. It doesn't mean the other houses didn't turn out no dark wizards. Um, exactly. Peter Ravenclaw. Pettigrew. We got Peter Pettigrew. Ravenclaw over here with uh, Gilderoy. He's not a dark wizard, but he ain't all that squeaky clean. Um, no, just in, obliviating folk for no reason. Um, so yeah, calm down. Um, Eleanor Brainstone, Brandstone, Hufflepuff, Owen Caldwell, Hufflepuff, Dennis Creevy, tiny Dennis Creevy staggered for tripped, tripping over Haggard's moleskin, just as Haggard himself sidled into the hall through a door behind the teacher's table, about twice as tall as a normal man and at least three times as broad. Hagrid, with his long, wild, tangled black hair and beard, looked slightly alarming, a misleading impression. For Harry, Ron, and Hermione knew Hagrid to possess a very kind nature. He winked at them as he sat down at the end of the staff table. Gryffindor, the, house sh- the, the hat shouted. Hagrid clapped along with the rest of the Gryffindors as Dennis Creevy, beaming widely, w- took off the hat, placed it back on the stool, and hurried over to join his brother. Colin, I fell in. It was brilliant. And something in the water grabbed me and pushed me back on the boat. Cool, said Colin just as excitedly. It was probably the giant squid, Dennis. Wow, said Dennis, as though nobody in their wildest dreams could hope for a more for more than being thrown into a storm tossed um into a storm tossed fathom deep fathoms deep lake and pushed out again by a giant sea monster. Dennis, Dennis, see that boy down there? The one with the black hair and glasses? See him? Know who he is, Dennis? Harry like, looked That's away. when you gotta chill. <laughs> They they like it's cool like when they're contained in their excitement and then they're like oh because because it's been three years and Colin still doesn't like hasn't gotten the hint. Also, as Muggleborns, like they should be the most chiller about Harry. Like they don't know they. Colin literally found out like Dennis has more of an excuse because Dennis has had three years of living with Colin now exactly, but or two years right because Colin is a year younger than Harry. Mm-hmm. So the column's going into his third year. So Dennis has had two years of Colin coming home and be like, Harry Potter did this and Harry Potter did that. But Colin just heard Colin, about him on the train. Colin, right. Like Colin, you you heard about him five minutes before your ass got to Hogwarts. Like mm-hmm. he like he is not it's like me freaking out over the dude that sings the DM song or the grocery song, and I just found out what that means. Bayana, do you know who that is? Also, I didn't know Omarion was in that song. That's his song. Everyone sounds alike. Everyone sounds alike. I mean, you know, I'm not even gonna be mad at you for that particularly th- that because like every new song sounds. Every time the I same. hear a song by Omarion or like Usher, especially Usher, actually, I'm just like, you know, you used to have your own sound. <laughs> now all your singles sound like these little kids. They all got the same producer. And you're like, how old, fam? How long you been in the game, Usher? 
I used to wear, like, I don't know if you guys were, or if you have been keeping up on that um, Yahoo Finance mistweet about the Navy. (laughs) Do we say the N-word on here? Whatever. Hashtag nigga Navy. (laughs) Someone did USS Her Raymond, and it took me a minute. And then I was like, Her Raymond? Her U.S. Usher Raymond! And it was hilarious. Uh, I that's actually pretty clever. I really mess with that. I black used to people, love Usher. I mean, I still have like a softball for Usher, but I used to love Usher. That's kind of how I feel I'm about like a lot about of... how my dad took the um took my Usher poster. He he like Oh yeah, he told me and he, he, he yeah. Yeah. We were renovating that's and we had to take all the stuff out of my room and then it mysteriously mysteriously disappeared on the way back to my room. And then I asked him about it a couple months later. And he was like, oh, I threw that away. And I was like, what do you Yeah. But I liked that picture. I, I, it was a sad day. Yeah. You're down before that, like back to Omarion, before that, I wasn't allowed to have posters of like, of. You talked about this on this podcast too. So people are going to start thinking you have a conference. And I'm still (laughs) sad about it because I used to get like the, the, what's it called covers? Like the CD covers. And I just put those on my walls. That was my, like, as an eight-year-old, that was my rebellion. I can't have a poster of Lil Fizz, but here he is in this little square inch thing. And I'm going to just put him on my wall. I love for you, it was Lil Fizz for your younger sister, Akira. Oh, y'all know Akira. She was on the podcast. It was um, Mindless Behavior. And I drove her to three different stores to get the Mindless Behavior CD. I took her to the screen tour to and then see Mindless was... Behavior. I hadn't, been to the se- I hadn't been to the screen tour since I saw Lil Bow Wow and B2K. <laughs> you know how years <laughs> between those two? <laughs> She, y'all. I, was, I didn't even know it was a screen tour until I got in there. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> y'all, she had to go get the new Mindless Behavior CD. So I got her Mindless Behavior and I got Marsha Ambrosia. Like, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well have got Aretha Franklin or like uh, Patti LaBelle or something like she was in there. Woo. Oh, All right. Man. Anyway, I don't know where we were getting from. Uh, oh. Me neither. I forgot where that something went. Something about um, Colin. Colin and shouldn't be that excited. And Dennis not having no, to chill. Yeah, that. And I'm not taking a hint. Yeah. And like um, how weird it is to like go to school with someone that you would put a, like you idolize. Yeah. While they're But in then school. also like not notice that like they just need space. Space. Well, just, I'm, I'm more forgiving of that because I, I don't think that I'm as like tapped in um to like social cues or whatever especially when i'm excited like i don't know but he's I, always excited to see better. mary like it's been too like I the know. novelty should have worn off at this point yes is the <laughs> but, thing. Like, but it hasn't <laughs> i mean okay. which is why harry is like oh god and right. hiding his face Just, let's look away um, um staring so, very hard at the sorting hat now sorting emma dobbs um, the sorting continues. Oh, hurry up, Ron moaned, massaging his stomach. Now, Ron, the sorting's much more important than food, said nearly headless Nick, as madly Laura became a Hufflepuff. Of course it is if you're dead, snapped Ron. Like, that's <laughs> really the same point. That was a pretty, like, if you're starving. He's yeah. He's angry. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's like, I've been sorted, so I don't understand why I need to wait for these 
first Steve, who exactly. I'm not going to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so Natalie McDonald was sorted um, and, and joined the Gryffindor table and have nearly had a headless Nick said, I hope this year's batch of Gryffindors are up to scratch. We don't want to break our winning streak, do we? Gryffindor had won the Interhouse Championship for the last three years in a row. The last three years that Harry has been there because Dumbledore is a stan. Dumbledore is also probably related to the Creevies in some way. He might be their <laughs> ancestor and they don't know it. Um, or something. Dude, I'm thinking about Kwanzaa now and like how we were talking about like ancestors and like for how so like long. for a long time, but also like how your dad was saying like you, it's weird to think about like Oscar Grant as an ancestor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that. Did you also count, and I, I mean, I texted Icky to text to tell you, but I you catch the part where yeah, my grandfather was talking about we should have a family tree, and then yeah. for people who aren't on it, we should know why they're not on it. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, are we, I don't, yeah, are we are we doing the most ancient and noble house of Davis? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I didn't know that was a thing. Awesome. Aminata is. Oh. Hmm? I was going to say something and then I was like, they don't need to be know all of our business. And then I was like, I'm very confused. Anywho, um, <laughs> it got too personal. And then it was like, oh, this is going out to a lot of people who I don't know. And yeah, anyway, so <laughs> the point of that was that I was, I was just thinking about that when I said the thing about Dumbledore, because like ancestors are people who like have died or whatever, but like, right. what if like, like my fa- like my dad's side of like my our family, our shared family on our paternal side mat- your, whatever. Your, your our shared I'm family. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> their father. They don't die. Yeah, our yeah. our great grandfather. No, our grandfather. Our grandfather. Our grandfather. This family is hard, guys. Yes. <laughs> but they don't die. Like we had an uncle. I mean, they die. They're not like vampires or whatever but they kind of are so we had an uncle who lived to be like 102 and like he didn't get married till he was 50 and then he was married for 52 years and he was still driving when he was 100 just chilling like what huh <laughs> so point of all of that is can you have a living ancestor because because dumbledore is dusty like true so he could possibly be a creepy ancestor, and that's maybe why not, the creepies have no chill. Maybe not ancestor, just like, I guess with my dad, they're just a relative. Yeah. But like an ancestor, though, because he's like the great Because <laughs> he's old as fuck. He's old as fuck. He got like great, great, greats. At that oh, point, man. if you got more, if you're alive and you have more than a great, great, you somebody's ancestor. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you're alive with a great, great, great. Oh, my God. Nah. Yeah. Nah, fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Graham Pritchard gets, gets sorted into Slytherin. Orla Quirk gets sorted into Ravenclaw. Kevin Whitby into Hufflepuff. And then the sorting ends. Um, about I time, said Ron. Yeah. About time, said Ron. Especially because, man, you know how hard it is to come up with some names? Right. I'm staring at my computer looking up stuff for forever and it'd be it's so frustrating. I hate it. And she just like, Graham Pritchard, Earl Quirk, Kevin Whitby. Like, how do you come up with these every year? I mean, I guess she didn't need to the last two books because 
they weren't anywhere. I mean, I think what she probably might do is just like go through the phone book and then start smashing names together. That's real. We don't have phone books anymore. That's true. So you can't just like go, Damn it. what are people <laughs> named now? <laughs> Um, I mean, we have Google, but it's still. But that's not the same. Like, the phone book, you don't have to know what you're looking for. Like, with Google, you have to, like, know the kind of around the mm -hmm. name you're looking for. The phone book, she could just flip the page and, like, blindly Damn. point and then be like, Quimby or Quirk. Well, odd. Orla Quirk is just out of her own weird head. But, like, oh, Graham yeah. Pritchard, you know what I mean? She could have just, like, mm, Pritchard, Graham, you know, smashed them mm -hmm. together. That's true. Um, okay, I have only two words to say to you, Dumbledore said, tuck in. Hear, hear, said Harry and Ron loudly, as the empty dishes Wait. filled magically before their eyes. I'm so sorry. Um, Deborah said, no phone book. Is that how we got Madam Asia? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. She was thinking of a name, and she couldn't. She was oh like, God damn it. Asia, and Google was like, yeah, I'll do. And she was like, good enough, good enough. That might be it. Oh, Bring back Lord. the phone book, for writer's sake. <laughs> um, nearly Headless Nick watched mournfully as Harry, Ron, and Hermione loaded their own plates. Ah, that's better, said Ron with his mouth full of mashed potato. You're lucky there's a feast at all tonight, you know, said Nick. There was trouble in the kitchens earlier. Why? What happened, said Harry. Peeves, of course. The usual argument, he, you know, he wanted to attend the feast. Well, it's quite out of the question, you know what, um, you know what he's like. Utterly uncivilized. Can't <laughs> see a plate of food without throwing it. We held a ghost council. The, fr the fat friar was all for giving him a chance, but most wisely, in my opinion, the bloody baron put his foot down. Um, like, on the one hand, I kind of feel bad for Peeves, but then also, like, they're not wrong. Yeah. Like, he would, he's gonna, like, the thing is, he's gonna, like, wreak havoc regardless. Even if he tried so, his hardest not to, at some point, he would just lose it yeah. and throw. It also kind of reminds me of the time, okay, last tangent, I swear, but we were, no, you um, okay. I don't, I don't. I'm like, peeves, I'm gonna try my hardest and I might, <laughs> I might lose control. We were having dinner one time and um, a food fight broke out, which is, it seems like crazy, but it's not uncommon in my household because my mother is a problem. And my mom usually is the one that starts them too, but she, <laughs> so there was throwing of like solid food or whatever. And then she threw a big cup of like fruit punch, like juice oh, shit. at my cousin. And then it like streaked the, the window and stuff. And my dad, who does not like food fights because he's always the one that would clean them up, like <laughs> lost it and was like, I refuse to clean it up. And my mom was like, you kids have gone too far. And we were all like, you threw the juice. <laughs> <laughs> you, A, you started the fight, and B, you took it to a whole new level. So, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, fam. She's like, that, that fruit punch better not stay in my cup. <laughs> All right, Ma. Oh, Lord, Auntie. Oh, I can't. My mother okay. is peeves. Um. Uh, yeah, we thought peeves seemed hacked about something. Or hacked off about something, said Ron. So what did he do in the kitchens? Oh, the usual, said nearly headless Nick. Wreaked havoc and mayhem, pots and pans everywhere, place swimming in soup. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds really funny. It's swimming yeah. in soup. Okay. Um, terrified the house elves out of their wits. Clang. Hermione had knocked over her golden goblet. Pumpkin juice spread steadily over the tablecloth, but Hermione paid no attention. 
there are house elves here, here at Hogwarts? Certainly, said Nick, looking surprised at her reaction. The largest number in any dwelling in Britain, I believe, over a hundred. Um, so, and this is not a, this is not shade towards Hermione, but it's not, it's actually shade towards Hogwarts a history. It's not in Hogwarts a history. All oh, the books that right. Hermione has read about Hogwarts and all the facts that she spouts out about all these things. And they, like, because no. all the stuff she read, she would know that, right? No. Is Hogwarts a history kind of like the, did you, um, do you remember that uh, book that started, it went viral a couple of years ago where they called slaves um, migrant workers? Remember that mm -hmm. they're like yep. a lot of migrant or migrant workers immigrated from Africa. We're like, mm -hmm. mm. like mm, that's actually false. Is that how that happened? That's not. I don't think that's how that works no. at all. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think. I didn't even catch that. I caught the idea that like, and this is where it gets. This is where it gets kind of problematic. And I'm sure that you will have a much more well thought out and articulate take on this, but I just thought about how the fact that like, she doesn't pay attention to the fact that like, she knows the, like you can't just magic food. She knows that like someone works in the kitchens, right? Mm -hmm. um, her bed and like the dormitories get cleaned up. Someone does that, right? Um, well, I think the fires, I mean, I, I would assume that the fires were just lit by magic or whatever, but someone's going around performing that magic. Well, and I think so she doesn't think about the fact that she doesn't see those workers. Like it never crosses her mind that like these things have to get done. And I also think that that's not necessarily surprising because of like, well, for the food, I feel like that's a little bit more like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think um, it's surprising. Noticeable. I think the food would be more noticeable because it's so much of it. Um, and like you said, she knows it can't just appear or does she know at this point? I can't remember. She might not know at this point that it can't just appear, but um, I think she does because it's one of those like basic laws of, of magic of transfiguration. Yeah, but that's so what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that they learn that until a but later they take She might have read it somewhere. Um, so she could, who knows what Hermione knows? She knows everything. But they um, they've taken transfiguration, and it's one of those. Yeah, like, but I don't know that like laws. they want into like laws of whatever. You know what I mean? I feel like you always go into the basic. Depending on the year, you don't go in like you get okay. like, oh, that's just, this is what it is, not, or like, this is how you do this, and not necessarily like the theory behind it, if that makes sense, depending okay. on the year. Yeah. But again, it doesn't, but, um, I mean, again, I don't know, she, they could have learned it in their first year, um, but the stuff like with the, like you said, with the fireplace, like that could have easily been magic. The, even like the, um, somebody cleaning up the rooms like you know how but there like, has you to can easily have like charm something where like it like somebody like if like some witch or wizard comes in flicks their wand and it does the whole thing itself and then you just move on um but and then the fact that like no one else really questions it you know what i mean yeah, like, they're just not, in this, like we're in this magical place and so shit just happens it's magic cool and you don't really like think about it um i'm not i'm i'm not saying like i think that it, i'm not saying that it's it's weird no, um, yeah, it it just it highlights their privilege, I think. But I also think <laughs> that even when it comes to like magic doing those things, like with they're in the house of Mrs. Weasley, right? And they attribute Mrs. Weasley to cooking and cleaning, even though mm -hmm. she has magic to help her. So there's someone, and this and this part is really just about Hermione here that she knows that Fig is a squib because obviously. Or not fig. 
Filch. Filch. They're both squibs. Um, but yes. She doesn't she knows know that, that until Harry rudely reads his mail, though. Right. So, But she knows that first year, right? First, second year? Mm-mm. Second year. Second year. But it's fourth year now. So she knows, like, so it would be more understandable first year before Harry rudely read his mail, thinking like, oh, Filch just goes around and does these things, but does it with magic, even though he's over here, like, sweeping by hand and complaining about it. That just might be a quirk to his personality that he wants you to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. he wants to show you all this stuff. My point is that, like, doesn't question it. And so we get to see kind of the political awakening of Hermione. Like, once it's once she actually, mm-hmm. and this is what I think is where I'm, what I'm, the main crux of what I'm trying to get to is like when you there are a lot of people that when they like see something it's it's the same thing about like you know civil rights or whatever like once you actually meet a black person or meet a person a gay person or and get to know them it's much harder to like prejudice against them but also it's much harder to like ignore slights against them right right and I think like, like two things for that to them. and so now that she has met a house elf because she hasn't met, she never met Dobby and she met Winky and then she saw what Winky's everyday was. She's kind of having now a political awakening, which. Right. And like two things from that one, um, we never questioned where the kit, where the stuff comes from either. You yeah. Know what I mean, like how the food magic, we never questioned that. Um, and I know it's like, that's on purpose. Um, and then two on what you're saying, like, Hermione found out about house elves in her second year, but like like hearing about it from Harry is not the same. And then also like again, read if you like. I I wonder what it would say about a house elf in a book that she picked up to read if they're right. not even like mentioned in Hogwarts of history. Like what would it say in there? And so if she's reading it there without actually seeing a house elf or seeing how they interact with people or whatever, and like. Um, like there's nothing, you know what I mean? In her head, from what she's read and from what she's heard, there's nothing wrong with it. And then yeah. on top of that, like Harry sets Dobby free, but he sets him free from the Malfoys. Malfoys. So like, of course he needs to be set free because it's the Malfoys and they suck. Um, but even that, even that phrasing of setting Dobby free would well, yeah, con- it connotates slavery, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't need to. Be but set I also think that I mean, who knows from- how he told? Who knows how Harry like told? Yeah. Hermione, you know what I mean? Like the kind of phrasing that he used. Yeah, I think, I think too, it's like you can think about it and like her brain too at 12 is probably just not thinking that deeply as opposed to like 14 and understanding more about what that means. Um, We have some really good quote or comments from the chat. So I wanted to like bring that in. Um, The class privilege of attending a boarding school uh, where everything is taken care care of you or everything's taken care of for you. Um, Portia says they're also on a whole different tangent about ghost politics that we might get back to, but we we're on, we're having two different conversations in here. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Um, there's ghost. There's a lot of ghost politics in here that we. I don't know. We'll try to find another place that it makes sense. Recognition on Hermione's part about house elves at this juncture. It's a function of her life and experience um, and understanding more nuance in, in, in the world. Um, And then also her meeting Winky and seeing that you can have a respectable person 
own a house self, but you're still owning something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that's really, it's, it's just interesting to me because she has been here for four years. Um, right. Or the largest years, year, but yeah. Or three years, yeah. And so over a hundred, I've never seen one, said Hermione. Well, they hardly ever leave the kitchen by day, do they? They come out at night to do a bit of cleaning, set, see to the fires and so on. I mean, you're not supposed to see them, are you? That's the good, that's the mark of a good house elf, isn't it? You, that you don't know it's there. But they get paid, she said. They get holidays, don't they? And sick leave and pensions and everything. I wrote questions that need answers. Mm-hmm. Um, nearly headless Nick, chortle, sick leaves and pensions, he said, pushing his head back onto his shoulders because he laughed so hard his head fell off. Um, he literally laughed so hard his head fell yeah. off. I got that. I didn't get that at first. House elves don't want sick leave and pensions. Um, and I'm curious, like, and you know, he's been dead for how long again? Like over three centuries. years or something? Yeah, because he's, he's got, he has his death day. Well, yeah. Whatever um, year. So I'm curious how long house elves have been like under A the, part of. Yeah, like enslaved by wizards and witches. And I mean, even if it hadn't been since he was alive, like he's been dead for long enough where that would be something that's kind of social, like where that he's been socialized into at this point. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm also curious, like, what was the decision? Like, where, where, for, where are the house? Where are the where do the elves cope come from? Right. What, what, where, when was the decision made that you were they were gonna like use them to work, um, to do their housework and whatever the fuck they wanted to do? Um, what, like, when did that happen? And Where's the like? What what was that statute? What was that law? Whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, I was thinking. I, need all of these I, I had thought of this very elaborate. You're going to laugh at me. Um, head canon about the elves. It's a head canon, guys. But that kind of like endangered species. They were dying off, and so people like refugees. They were asked. Wizards were asked to like take elves into their home, and as elves were so grateful that they were being taken care of, they said, "Okay, in exchange for room and board, we'll do all these things." And then it morphed into this weird slavery. Where you know what I think? You know what I think? Um, um, you've been doing what? Watching too much Doctor Who. Probably same because that's a mix between the the star whale and the ood. Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> that you say that? <laughs> The only reason I know that is because I've been watching too much Doctor Who as well. Yeah, I I always think about the Ood when I think about the house elves, which is really funny because the house elves have been a part of my life much longer than the Ood have, but they're so tied together in my brain. Um, But I, 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 so this is my headcanon that, so then the house elves grow up, they have mothers and family, right? Like Mm -hmm. creatures, mother served the ancient, most noble and ancient house of black, you know, like his family members, they grow up. Um, doing that so the house elves grow up telling their children about how wizards save them and in exchange this is what they do and that's why they feel so much pride in like being slaves Mm -hmm. and then the wizards grow up being like oh they enjoy doing this they like to do this and that's why they have like disconnected it from slavery right clothes and freedom stuff come from is just maybe a function of time and then, oh, well, you can't just leave, right? Because then you get one like Dobby, who's like, I'm not about this system. I don't owe them nothing, ain't done nothing for me. I was born here. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like second, mm-mm. all right. 
There's just a lot that needs, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so um, Hermione, looked down, at her, or, Hermione looked down at her hardly touched plate of food, then put her knife and fork down upon it and pushed it away. Oh, come on, Hermione, said Ron, um, accidentally spraying Harry with bits of Yorkshire pudding. So, like, you know, the reenactments do a lot about Ron eating too much, but the books don't really, like, deny the fact that he just, yeah. Just, like, all the food in his mouth, it's weird. Um, just don't. Or sorry, swallow Harry. and then start. And yeah. then talk. Um, you won't get them sick leave by starving yourself. Slave labor, said Hermione. That's what made this dinner slave labor. And she f refused to eat another bite. I think the other thing that this book does, and it goes into like the way that this like storyline kind of plays out throughout the rest of this book. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess even in the other ones too, but like it kind of takes like treats this like really real kind of concern and activism that Hermione's doing into some like, you know, when you, it's like a stereotypical, you know, like in like a lot of stereotypical, like into, in a lot of like teen television shows or movies, there's always a like rebellious kid who's like, I'm gonna be a vegan now because- Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems, it's like the way that it's framed kind of, and like the way that she's acting, like she's breathing hard through her nose. She's not eating her food. It just, maybe it's just the way it's written kind of makes it seem like it's more her just being no, like, she's difficult. being petulant because exactly versus it like being a real kind oh. of like concern and like a real issue that needs to be addressed yeah and i think the thing that we talked about um and we'll continue to talk about is how i think jk rowling wanted to make a I, again i don't know her obviously but i think that she <laughs> wanted to make a an allegory but then chose a weird way in which to do it and in doing and because of either well this is a children's book so i don't want i don't i don't want it to be so harsh and terrible on top of the harsh and terribleness that is like voldemort and blood and that the bigger story i want the side plot to kind of teach a lesson without being so blunt about it i guess or so like terse that she then puts it under the guise of like okay well then hermione's going to be like the, the do-gooder the activist but also, you know, as we see, like her, because she's 14, because she doesn't, she's doing it like out of like, this protest sparks from a, like literally a temper tantrum kind of. Like when people go on hunger strikes, they plan for that. Like right. they're, you know what I mean? And they like, don't take it lightly. And they, and they, they plan because you're not, the point isn't to kill yourself. The point is, to make a statement. And also they don't go on a silent hunger strike. Like a silent hunger strike has never helped anyone. Like they let you know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so by having Hermione just like kind of push her food away and then refuse to eat, um, it is kind of similar to what kids do when they're having a temper tantrum. And then to follow up on that, that she doesn't even stick with it, but then decides to do another thing. And she doesn't research, she doesn't, you know what I mean? Like activism mm -hmm. that makes actionable change, thinking about the stuff that like people did in the 60s and um, is like, there's organizing. Like that's why you hear about community organizers because they have to organize that ish for actual mm -hmm. results. And Hermione never does that. And so in, in doing what you're saying of like making, like tying Hermione as the activist to something that's actually very serious and isn't like 
oh, well, we should it's all have free reign seriously by the book. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it, and it my does thing is, is like, why introduce it if you're not going to take it seriously? And then like, put a character who like is very serious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it yeah, it's just kind of it's, it's not. It, she doesn't. She doesn't at all execute this well. And I think that there is and a she way doesn't execute it in the way that like Hermione would execute something. You know what I mean? That she really yeah. cares about. It just kind of yeah. Well, I mean, and like, we should we keep see... going because we're gonna get into it. It's gonna keep coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We let's keep going. So, um, yeah. um, so yeah. So now, um, there's dessert. Um, and Ron is trying to get him get get Hermione to eat some dessert. But okay, so real quick, what is spotted dick and like why is it called that? Oh, it's some really weird British thing. It is like pudding or something with raisins. So that's the spotted part. And dick doesn't mean that. It means. I, I mean, I, I know, but. but yeah, it's some weird thing that doesn't sound like, like even it when doesn't even sound what, good. Like regardless of yeah, yeah. But even when you like, it's not even like oh that doesn't sound good, but could be good. It doesn't look good. It's like in English, you know, like a full English breakfast is like sausage and and baked beans. Like who wants that for breakfast? <laughs> what? Where did y'all come up with this nonsense? Like Britain is notoriously known for having bad food, and spotted dick I think is one of them, yeah. and blood pie, and a full English breakfast of. Oh, you know what we should have for breakfast? Baked beans. Okay. Um, uh, okay, so yeah. when the pudding stew had been demolished and the last crumbs had faded off the plates, leaving them sparkling clean, I was done with... Wow, we haven't even gotten to the announcements. <laughs> We've been okay, on sorry. Um, Gumbledore got to his feet again. The buzz of chatter filling the hall ceased almost at once. So now that we are all fed and watered, hmph, said Hermione, which again goes back into her being like, yeah, a tantrum, but whatever. Um, I must ask more. Sorry, I must once more ask for your attention while I give out a few notices. Mr. Filch, the caretaker, has asked me to tell you that the list of objects forbidden inside the castle has been this year, has this year been extended to include screaming yo-yos, fanged frisbees, and ever-bashing boomerangs. What the are those? And why would you want them? Why would you want them? Period. Like that just seems like a terrible idea. I would hate a screaming yo-yo. I wrote in my notes, "What are those? Why are those?" <laughs> The full list comprises some 437 items, I believe, and can be viewed in, Mitch, in Mr. Filch's office if anybody would like to check it. Um, the corners of Dumbledore's mouth twitched because he doesn't really give a fuck. He continues. Never have, never will. As ever, <laughs> as ever, I would like to remind you um, that the forest on the grounds is out of bounds to students, as is the village of Hogsmeade all below, to all below third year. It is also my painful duty to inform you that the Interhouse Quidditch Cup will not take place this year. What? Harry gasped. He looked down <laughs> at Fred and George, fellow members of the Quidditch team. They were mouthing soundlessly at Dumbledore, apparently too appalled to speak. Um, Dumbledore went on. This is I, you. Wait, and can we just, can we oh. just, I just want to like very quickly say, Harry was very much silent throughout Hermione's entire protest about how elves. Right, but he's Dumbledore getting ready to do a walkout. Dumbledore says no Quidditch, and he's like, "What? Yeah, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> yep. His pri- he needs to sort out his priorities." <laughs> oh, Portia says that she thinks Dumbledore suggesting the list was actually him challenging Fred and George. That's possible. I wouldn't doubt it. It's very yeah, much sounds like something possible. that he would do. Yeah, this is due to an event that will be starting in October and continuing throughout the school year, taking up much of the teacher's time and energy, but I'm sure you all enjoy it immensely. I have great pleasure in announcing that this year at Hogwarts, damn, we haven't gotten to Mad-Eye either? God damn. But at the moment, there was a deafening rumble of thunder and the doors of the Great Hall banged open. 
A, mad, a man stood in the doorway, leaning upon a long staff, shrouded in a black traveling cloak. Every head in the great hall swiveled toward the stranger, suddenly brightly illuminated by a fork of lightning that flashed across the ceiling. He lowered his head, shook out a long mane of grizzled dark gray hair, then began, began to walk up toward the teacher's table. A dull clunk echoed, echoed through the hall on his every other step. He reached at the end of the top table, turned right, and limped heavily toward Dumbledore. Another flash of lightning across the ceiling. Hermione gasped. The lightning had thrown the man's face into sharp relief, and it was a face unlike any Harry had ever seen. It looked as though it had been carved out of weathered wood, weathered wood by someone who had only the vaguest idea of what human faces were supposed to look like and was none too skilled with a chisel. Every inch of skin seemed to be scarred. The mouth looked like a diagonal gash and a large chunk of the nose was missing, but it was the man's eyes that made him frightening. One of them was small, dark, and beady. The other, a large, round, the other was large, round as a coin and a vivid electric blue. The blue eye was moving ceaselessly without blinking and was rolling up, down, and from side to side, quite independently of the normal eye, and then it rolled right over, pointing into the back of the man's head so that all they could see was whiteness. So one thing like that he's looking around the room, he's like, look, you know, look at the people. But mm -hmm. the other thing is about the polyjuice potion, since we know that this isn't really, you know, spoiler heavy podcast, this isn't really Mad Eye Moody, y'all. The fact that like that's the one thing about polyjuice potion that's really interesting to me is it's not like like you use the hair or like a bit of someone as like DNA, but it doesn't take them, it doesn't make you what they would have looked like had they not had all these injuries. It makes you, them look like exactly what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his missing leg and his scarred face isn't genetic. Yeah. That's all, um, that was very interesting to me too. Also because <laughs> um, there is a recognition that like there's some sort of science that goes behind this, behind magic, but right, you need a piece of them to make a potion. You can't just like say, I wanna look like Mad-Eye Moody and like do spells or whatever and look exactly like them, <clears throat> cursed child. You need to like do this very thoughtful potion, which includes like having a piece of their hair. I think that in, it, it's also very interesting that the way in which you can kind of see that it's not the real Mad-Eye Moody and for at least for me is like, Hagrid comes in through like the back of the the door, you know, for the staff. Mm -hmm. Depending, I would like to think this is not Mad Eye's first time at Hogwarts since he was a student or whatever. Probably at the feast. Maybe, yeah. But it's like, I would like to think that the real Mad Eye wouldn't make such a grand entrance. But Barney Crouch Jr. can't help it, you know, <laughs> like because mm -hmm. Mad Eye's whole thing is as being like an aura and stuff is like he is always in battles and if he's supposed to be very paranoid and stuff you don't want to like announce yourself like that right mm -hmm. like that seems very like contrary to what that is so you have to take like because the apologies potion turns you into exactly that person um as they are now and without like you would need to know you need you need to be able to i guess like they show in um Deathly Hollows, like, no particulars about that person's life if someone suspects you. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really the only way, the only way that you can tell that, that per that's not a, yeah, um, unless everyone, which also, if Hogwarts is so secure or whatever, like, why doesn't everyone get bath bathed in, like, a whatever potion when they walk in? Like a Revelio, some shit? Yeah, like they like do at Green Dots. Like serum or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, probably not Veritas Serum. I think that's illegal, but, you know. I think it's, a, uh, yeah. Someone also, was that... I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it was what they had pointed out, like, I wonder why people didn't use Veritas Serum willingly. Like, obviously, it's illegal oh. to, like, force someone to do it. But, like, if, you know, people can, like, 
opt to take a lie detector test because they think that it shows, you know, it helps prove their innocence. So why didn't like, why don't people be able to say like, I'll take Verita serum and prove right. my innocence, you know? Yeah, but I think like my whole point though is that like the only way that you can tell is through these little things. And because we have never met Mad Eye, we have no idea. Right. But uh, it's it's interesting that to me, like either Dumbledore wasn't very close with Mad Eye and didn't know him very well, or or you know, no one in no one on the staff of Hogwarts knew him very well before he became a professor, or they just weren't paying attention because there there should be these things, these telltale signs because all you can it's through behavior. Well, I also think that like the little the entrance or whatever like it's a little dramatic and it's very like Jane the Virgin. This dude is a bad guy. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah, lightning is crashing and you, it's dark also, and then it so flashes many and you see his face. Like it's really yeah. like extra. So he can't control that. <laughs> but I do think like and then also like coming late. Like we hear about yeah. like him in the morning. There's like a lot of different factors that I think that in this particular moment, I don't think that anyone would notice and then also yeah i mean we don't i know dumbledore and mad eye are supposed to be close but like who knows when the last time they saw each other you know what i mean like it's the same thing as like when they went to go see slughorn slughorn and like him dumbledore mm -hmm. and slughorn were friendly but who knows the last time they actually saw each other and like what happened between them and what could like change someone's personality and whatever yeah the stranger reached dumbledore he stretched out a hand that was badly that was as badly scarred as his face. Dumbledore shook it, muttering words Harry couldn't hear. He seemed to be making own. Dumbledore nodded and gestured the man to the empty seat on the high right table. His normal eye was fixed upon the sausages, but the blue eye was still darting restlessly around in its socket, taking in the hall and the students. May I introduce our new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, Professor Moody. Are you just a professor because you take that position? There's yep. no qualifications? Nope. Is that thing something, I don't know if you know this, that is like British or... Oh, I don't know. Is I that mean, a Hogwarts I thing? I feel like it's just a Hogwarts thing. Yeah. He ain't got no... Nope. Him or... I mean, Hagrid still hasn't graduated from school, guys. Never forget. Never <laughs> forget. Moody, Harry muttered to Ron, Mad-Eye Moody, the one your dad went to help this morning, which is so funny, not just because this, we have taken a very long time in this chapter, but also because of the nature of Wizard Team, it, it seems so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was this morning. It was a long day. Eons ago. It was like last week. Um, Must be, said Ron in a low, odd voice. What happened to him? Hermione whispered. What happened to his face? Dunno, Ron whispered back, um, watching Moody with fascination. Um, Moody seemed totally indifferent to his less than warm welcome, ignoring the jug of pumpkin juice in front of him. He reached again into his traveling cloak, pulled out a hip flask, and took a long drought from it. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. As he lifted his arm to drink, his cloak was pulled a few inches off the ground, and Harry saw below the table several inches of a carved wooden leg ending in a clawed foot. Dumbledore, Can Dumbledore, I just say, um, sorry, Harry, for being, like, it makes sense that he's as nosy as he is. He's so observant, too. Like, he's taking in everything. And that helps him when it comes to, like, the defense against the dark arts and stuff um, and, like, the battles and things. But it's also just kind of weird. Like, you really need to be, like, all up in that man's, like, leg. Right. You know he's got a limp. But also, like, it's unfortunate that he's so observing and then also, like, has moments like, you know, Juan Tom. Like, it's just... Social cues, Harry. Pick him up quicker, you're gonna die. Like, come on, fam. So Dumbledore clears his throat. As I was saying, 
Um, we are to have the honor of hosting a very exciting event over the coming months, an event that has not been held for over a century. It is my very great pleasure to inform you that the Triwizard Tournament will be taking place at Hogwarts this year. You're joking, said Fred Weasley loudly. The tension that had filled the hall ever since Moody's arrival suddenly broke. Nearly everyone laughed and Dumbledore chuckled appreciatively. I am not joking, Mr. Weasley. Though now that you mention it, I did hear an excellent one over the summer about a troll, a hag, and a leprechaun who all got into the bar. Maybe this is not the time. No. Where was I? Ah, uh, yes. The Triwizard Tournament. I, I just want Dumbledore. Yeah. I love I love it. I love Dumbledore. Peak we McGonagall. Give him a hard time, but that was really great. Peak <laughs> Dumbledore. So peak great. McGonagall. Yep. Just on just top of it. Wonderful. Ah, uh, yes. The Triwizard Tournament. Well, some of you will not know that this what this tournament involves, so I hope that those who do know will forgive me for giving a short explanation and allow their attention to wander freely. He's like, if you know this already, you don't have to pay attention. It's yeah. Just, you know, just don't be loud. Just don't make no noise. But um, also, it's really funny because they the tournament has not been held in over 100 years, and they still know about it. Like, it is, it's a big deal, right. you know? Also, I'm curious... In over a hundred years, I wonder if Dumbledore, Dumbledore did did participate in the Triwizard Tournament, right? And so did I think he did. Girl, I can't remember that stuff. That's all you. Shit. I think he did. And Madame Maxine. What? How old is Madame Maxine? Shit. Okay. Girl, sorry. Get no, okay. Your young man. I'm not gonna say it yet because I'm not gonna. I'm not. Gonna, it's gonna. If if we do find out, it comes up in like two chapters, so I'm gonna leave it. Okay. But I'm pretty yeah, sure Dumbledore like... at least was in the Triwizard Tournament. Yes. Okay. We're okay. The, uh, the Triwizard Tournament was first established some 700 years ago as a friendly competition between the three largest European schools of wizardry: Hogwarts, Bob. Battens and Durmstrang. A champion was selected to represent each school, and the three champions competed in three magical tasks. The five, or sorry, the schools took it in turns to host the, or, the tournament every five years, and it was generally agreed um, to be a most excellent way of establishing ties between young witches and wizards of different nationalities. That is, until that is, the death toll mounted up so high, the tournament was discontinued. I love how you just kind of tack that on the end, like, hmm. Like, you know, yeah, I, even if I die, we're like, nah, it's yeah. cool though. Hermione's like, death toll. I'm a whole exactly. awesome. like, well, but I think I think that it's very interesting too that he he doesn't he doesn't mention like his you know, very difficult uh task. I think conquered three magical tasks, the school took it in turns as establishing ties, but he doesn't say like like three magical tasks and the death toll might have got a little out of control. It's like what is right. what, what magical task you got? Why it's not potions? Why, yeah, why are people dying? Like what kind of magic you got people? Right? And it made me it made me think about Harry going into the Chamber of Secrets. Or no the sort going after the Sorcerer's Stone and having to like do those tasks. I'm like why can't they be like that? Like those were difficult but they weren't but I mean you he know they, they, they could have died. Wait, there's the He might have died in that potions. One. There's the fluffy, there's fluffy, and it was especially if it was only one person allowed to do it. They had three. Right. Harry, they would have died with That's Fluffy true. if Harry didn't have a flute. Right. They would have died right. with the devil snare if Hermione you didn't right. know how to do it. They would they right. three minds together. You right, so. you right. They would have died. They would have yeah. been they would have been they would have been gone. My yeah. nigga dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
So the rest of the school didn't, no, the majority of the students in the hall didn't seem to have the same anxiety as Hermione. Many of them were whispering excitedly to one another, and Harry himself was far more interested in hearing about the tournament than worrying about death that had happened hundreds of years ago, because that makes a lot of sense. Um, also, it's like, very, like, again, I talk about Harry's, like, emotional intelligence, um, his EQ, as I like to call it, but he's still, like, that teenager. was, that was, like, harsh. Ah, they died. They died over a hundred years ago. Why do I care about them? Tell me about right. the tournament. Like, like, come on, fam. Yeah, and it's also seems to be like the Triwizard Tournament is only something that you could get school age kids to do because, like, Arthur Weasley or Molly, they're like, but I got kids to feed. I just want to go home. Like, mm-hmm. you want me to do this for why? Nah, I'm good. Like, you can you only get what? What is that? You can only get young young kids to do it. So Lockhart and uh. Ludo Bagman would do it. Yeah. Um, um, Deborah. There have been the several tr- attempts over those uh, centuries to reinstate the tournament. Dumbledore continued, none of which has been very successful. However, our own departments of international magical co- cooperation and magical games and sports have decided the time is right for another attempt. We have worked hard over the summer to ensure that this time no champion will find himself or herself in mortal, da- in mortal danger. Um, the head of the heads of Bobatons and Durmstrang will be arriving with their shortlisted contenders in October. Um, and the selection of the three champions will take place at Halloween. An impartial judge will decide which students are most worthy to compete for the Triwizard Cup, the glory of their school, and a thousand galleons personal prize money. I'm going for it, Fred hissed. Um, his face lit with enthusiasm. He was not the only person who seemed to be visualizing himself as the Hogwarts champion. At every house table, Harry could see the people either gazing rapidly at Dumbledore or else whispering fervently to their neighbors. Uh, But then Dumbledore spoke again. Eager though I know all of you will be to bring the Triwizard Cup to Hogwarts, the heads of the participating schools along with the Ministry of Magic have agreed to impose an age restriction on contenders this year. Only students who are of age, that is to say 17 years or older, will be allowed to put forward their names for consideration. This, Dumbledore raised his voice slightly for people had May, begun to make noises of outrage as at these words, and the Weasley t- twins were suddenly looking furious. Is a measure we feel is necessary, given that the tournament tasks will still be difficult and dangerous, whatever precautions we take, and it is highly unlikely that the students below sixth and seventh year will be able to cope with them. I will personally be ensuring that no underage student hoodwinks our impartial judge into making them Hogwarts champion. His light blue eyes twinkled as they flicked over Fred and George's mutinous faces, I therefore beg you to not waste your time submitting yourself if you are under 17. I know the Hunger Games came after, but it's very Hunger Gamesy. It is very Hunger Gamesy. <laughs> the delegations from Bobatons and Durmstrang will be uh, arriving in October and remaining with us for the greater part of the year. I know that you will extend all you will all extend every courtesy to our foreign guests while they are with us and will give your wholehearted support to the Hogwarts champion when he or she is selected. And now it is late, and I know how important it is um, to you all to be alert and rested as you enter your lessons tomorrow morning. Bedtime, chop, chop. Dumbledore sat down and started to talk to Mad-Eye um, as everyone else gets up to go to the um, to their common rooms. They can't do that, said George. We're 17 in April. Why can't we have a shot? That's They're not stopping me from entering, said Fred stubbornly. The champions will get to do all sorts of stuff you'd never be allowed to do normally, and a thousand galleons prize money. Yeah, said Ron, a faraway look on his face. Yeah, a thousand galleons. Come on, said Hermione. We'll be the only ones left here if we don't move. Um, so they go off to the, on their way to the Gryffindor common room. Who's this impartial, impartial judge they're going to decide 
the champions are, said Harry. Dunno, said Fred, but it's them we have to fool. I reckon a couple drops of aging potion might do it, George. Dumbledore knows you're not of age, though, said Ron. Yeah, but he's not the one who decides who the champion is, is he? Sounds to me like this judge knows who wants to enter. That Like, once this judge knows who wants to enter, he'll choose the best from each school, and never mind how old they are. Dumbledore is just trying to stop us giving our names. People have died, though, said Hermione. Yeah, said Fred, but that was years ago, wasn't it? Anyway, where's the fun without a bit of risk? Hey, Ron, what if we find out how to get Ron Dumbledore? Fancy entering? What do you reckon, Ron asked Harry. Be cool Be cool to enter, wouldn't it? But I suppose they might want someone older. Don't know if we learned enough. I definitely haven't, said Neville um, from behind them. I expect my grand want me to try, though. She's always going on about how I should be upholding the family honor. I'll just have to. So there's two things. The first is that Ron turns to Harry like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? But Harry doesn't answer. The second thing is Neville and his grandmother, and she needs to chill. And like, we'll get, I guess, in Half Blood Prince, I think. Um, when, yeah. when, uh, it's not Morgana was like, your grandmother needs to start just accepting you for who you are instead of trying to get you to be someone else. Um, but yeah. I think this is kind of the first um, time we really see that. Um, and I think we might have met his grandmother maybe in the last book or something. But just now we kind of see, like, why he's afraid of, you know what I mean? Like, why he yeah. uh, doesn't really have, like... Did we go to St. Mungo's? No. When do we go to St. Mungo's? next book. The next book. So we'll meet yeah. her a little bit then, Well, no, but too. I think we met her um, in the last book. It just was, it was, like, a really short, like, kind of... Yeah. It was, like, a... Yeah. Um, but just kind of, like, how... Oh, but... She's not, you know, she doesn't have, like, the pure blood doctrine, but she's still very, like... You know, it's 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 pride class and, and family, and pride, and, yeah. yeah, and just like you should be doing these things or whatever, uh, and not letting him be his own, like develop into his own person. Exactly. Um, so confidence is not has, as high because he sees like he he doesn't meet her. His grandmother wants him to be is not something that he is, and so yeah, he feels like he's yeah. not right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Deborah. Uh, let us know that there is a Triwizard uh, entry in Pottermore. However, Pottermore claims that it's been 200 years between the last Triwizard tournament and this one, which we just read is wrong. So I'm I'm I am so convinced that she has not gone back and read the books. And like I, we have to go back and read the books. Like obviously, like I don't care if you wrote them, you remember things, you get details wrong. So you you gotta you gotta re read times close read them um so and portia added where is the fact checker because they pay people for this there is a Pottermore correspondent who is their full-time job and but, i want you know, it also you could pay me to be her fact checker right i'm down i'm down girl i'm down pull that out right like don't even have I'm to a harry books. potter researcher i know this particularly and you want me to find the chapter I, you want me to find where the page okay i i know the chapter yeah. Now we'll find and it. even even stuff where it's like you can just Rowling, all wizard team. Rowling, you you didn't write that, but you did mention in a interview with EW on September fourth, nineteen ninety seven, that X Y and Z. Mm-hmm. I found it. Here you go. Hey. <laughs> I yes, I'm down. I volunteer as tribute. Right. I mean, I want to get paid and I want health benefits, but you know they don't have to be good ones. They just you know par um anyway <laughs> i think that is interesting we'll never really know more about well we we will know more like we won't know about the history of the triwizard tournament b- 
besides what's on Pottermore and it's already, there's a big hole. Discrepancy. Discrepancy, so like, I mm. swear Dumbledore um, was wizard tournament. I mean, I definitely could be wrong because, you know, that happens. But I feel like yeah. so, I don't want to, mm, yeah. If if it is the so case, we'll then there. we'll find out in like a couple weeks and whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so, so Neville slid Neville. into the step. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um, halfway up the staircase, there were many of these trick stairs at Hogwarts. It was second nature to most of the older students to jump this particular step, but Neville's memory was notoriously poor. I also don't know if that's fully just his memory or like he was like, I can't talk and or no, I can't walk and drink. Like, I just don't have that capability, mm-hmm. you know? But also like, he's like, he's so, like all up in his feelings right now. So he's not paying attention. Right. Exactly. I'm like, I don't think it's so much his memory, so much as like he's he's literally talking in his feelings about like how even if he wanted to enter, he wouldn't he, you know, or he wouldn't want to enter, but his grandmother would want him to or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't think this is a memory thing. Um, Harry and Ron seized him under the armpits and pulled him out while a suit of armor at the top of the stairs creaked, clanked, and clanked, laughing wheezily. I got so it. bloody, man. I gotta get to Hogwarts where Whole you can world. get laughed at by a by a empty suit of armor. That's so shady. Shut it, you said Ron, banging down the visor as they pass. They're such good friends to Neville. Mm-hmm. Like not great friends, but they stick up for him. Yeah, and they accept him. And you know, they he's like better, the they're... Peter Pettigrew to their marauders. Except he does what Peter should have done and steps the fuck up. Yeah. It's ten times better. Um, so they made their way into a hundred times better than Peter. I'm just saying in terms of like the ranking of like trios or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. Password said the fat lady balderdash shut George a prefect downstairs told me. I love that. It's like a prefect downstairs. So a Gryffindor prefect or just still a prefect? <laughs> right. Because I'm like, ain't there only like what? There's only five, four, like between five and six prefects in your like. You know that person. Two of them are in your yeah. ear, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so the portrait swung forward to reveal a hole in the wall through which all they all climbed. A crackling fire warmed the circular common room, which was full of squashy armchairs and tables. Hermione cast the merrily daunting flames a dark look, um, and Harry distinctly heard her mother slave labor before bidding them good night and disappearing through the doorway to the girls' dormitory. But you about to go sleep Lay in a bed, bed that was mm-hmm. made. I was about to say that. Lay in a bed that on was, the floor. Yeah. That was right. Um, they don't vacuum probably. They were mad. It was magically vacuumed by them as well. Right. Like, like and you, so this is a thing where it gets really just, complicated and it's like a similar thing to, and maybe this is the kind of, maybe this is the slavery she was referring to as opposed to like chattel slavery and like earlier, you know what I mean? Like maybe she's just referring to stuff where yeah. like sweatshops or like, where, like, you know your phone was not made in, like, an ethical way or, like, some of your clothes. But then it's also, like, what can you do? And, like, it becomes really complicated. At the same time, this is on a much smaller scale. So I feel like there's much more you can do. It's not as, like, complicated as our world and, like, right. all the different industrial not, complexes that not. we have. It's it's really, like, free. Like, come on, just pay the house elves. Actually not that difficult. They're not. 18 different layers of shell corporations and companies to get to who is actually doing what. Right. And there, there are not huge corporations that 
if not them, someone else, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That like, it is it's only like three corporations. Like, it's not like there's only three corporations that own everything. It's like, how are you going to get around it? Like, yeah. And it's, yeah, exactly. <sighs> that, yeah. Cause as a pro, like I once, I did this once where I tried to research, um, there's an app actually for like a boy, I think it's called Bicot. I'm just like, you know, shouting out apps now. And it will tell you, like, you can look at things that you care about and it will tell you what to buy and what not to buy. And I tried at one point to not buy um, from a certain um, industry or a certain corporation that uh, is very well known for its owners being very, very conservative. But they, like, own paper. Like, paper. Like, pick a paper product, they own it. And then... Pick, like, okay, well, I won't buy the brand name toilet paper. I'll buy the, they own that too. And, well, then I won't buy that one. I'll buy the, no, no, no. They own the the manufacturer or the thing that owns that too. They own paper. Like, I dislike them, but I like a clean behind. (laughs) That's such a great slogan. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? I'm just right, not gonna no, wash my butt. It's real. I'm just not gonna wipe. <laughs> I gotta buy a bidet. I'm sure they own bidets. Probably. I if can't talk that, that around with that, me. Like, so at some point, then at that point, like, yeah, I'm not gonna go off that. the grid. This is very much like there's a hundred house elves downstairs. That's it. Yeah, it's a very In one institution. That's it. Let me um. Put a meeting on Dumbledore's calendar so we can talk at this out. Right. So I can lay my concerns at his feet and we can see right. what goes what we do from there. What we can do. Exactly. That's all um, you gotta do for me. It's really um, Harry, Ron, and Neville climb so the last spiral staircase until they reach their own dormitory. Um, Dean and Seamus were already getting into bed. Seamus had pinned his Ireland rosette on his headboard, which has to be hella irritating if you're trying to sleep and then it just like squeaking. That's weird. Um, and Dean had tapped on a poster of Victor Crumb over his bedside table. His old poster of the West Ham um, football club was pinned right next to it. Mental Ron side, shaking his head at the completely stationary soccer players. So still though, like it's been three, four years that that poster's been up there and you're still like, bruh, you gotta also, check. shouldn't your concern be that he likes such a crap team and, like, why isn't it Arsenal? I, he does come, okay. Anyway. Harry, Ron, and Neville got into their pajamas and into bed. Someone, a house elf, no doubt, had placed warming pans, uh, warming pans beneath the sheets. It was extremely comfortable laying there in bed and listening to the storm raging outside. Okay, so, again, and we're just, it's gonna have, it's just gonna keep coming up, but the, like, and this is, again, goes back to, like, the book not taking this, this like, situation seriously at all because it's just, like, a house elf did it. And it was mm-hmm. really comfortable. So we're just going to leave it at that. Like, no, fam. Yeah. If you're going to bring up slavery, it's slavery. It yeah. And it's also, like, very not in Harry's nature to to think something so kind of cruel. Like, there, it's, it's, it's different I mean, to who be, knows, like, then he becomes a slave someone, master, too, so, you know. But, yes, yeah. I was going to be like, but reluctantly, but no. No. He, he, he does, yes. He was only reluctantly because he doesn't like Creature, but, you know, if it had been somebody yeah. he likes. If it had been Dobby, he'd been like, sweet. Right. Um, yeah, never mind. But it still, it, it seems like, because even with not liking Creature or whatever, he treats, he, he 
words. He treats creature respectfully. And there is something just super problematic about, or just how, uh, it's just, it just is mean. Like, a house elf, no doubt. Mm. Right. Feels good. Right. You know, exactly. like it's really smug. Cozy and I could like see here. I could see that being like something that Ron would do. Oh. Mm. I bet you Hermione complaining about these warm sheets in this house. You know what I mean? Like that's something like Ron would do, but I don't I feel like Harry wouldn't do that. But But yeah. I think that like, yeah, I don't know. He he does. So eh. I might go for it. I might go in for it, you know, Ron said sleepily. If Fred and George find out how to the tournament. You never know, do you? Suppose not. Um, Harry rolled over in bed, a series of dazzling new pictures forming in his mind's eye. He had hoodwinked the impartial judge into believing he was 17. He had become the Hogwarts champion. He was standing on the grounds, his arm raised in triumph in front of the whole school, all of whom were applauding and screaming. He had just won the Triwizard Tournament. Cho's face stood out particularly clearly in the blurred crowd, her face glowing in admiration. Harry grinned into his pillow, exceptionally glad that Ron couldn't see what he could. So it's going I think- down in his dreams. Okay. It's going down, it's going down, it's going down in his dreams. Okay. Okay, so I had a couple thoughts. Um, one, it's like, this is just him kind of fantasizing about it, but it's not really him saying, like, I'm definitely going to do it. Like, Ron's like, I'll do it. Right. And Harry's like, yeah, I mean, it could be cool, but, like, he's not actually, you know what I mean? And he's glad that Ron can't see it, his, like, fantasies, because he's embarrassed. And he also doesn't actually want it. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. And that's like with anything where it's like, oh, it'd be cool to fantasize about being famous. But like then when you really think about it, like logistically and like in actuality, do you really want to be famous? Mm, not nah. really. Nah. Um, you just want the money. Yeah. Ex- right, or the exactly. access. Exactly. You just want the access, really. You don't want people uh, to know you. Um, so that, that's the thing. It's like it's cool. Some things are cool to fantasize about. And then when they're real, it's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like I just don't. So I feel like, yeah, I think just I wanted to point that out before we get into, you know. Yeah, I think, in this book. I think it's also interesting, too, because Ron um, isn't really thinking about it until he hears the Thousand gallon, Galleons rewar- reward. Because even mm-hmm. Ron is like, that would be cool. And, you know, we know that Ron, like, craves to have some sort of, like, recognition that is his own. You know, it's like to stand, but it's, he wants to stand out from his brothers and like not right. just be a Weasley. Um, that doesn't mean that he wants to be a Triwizard tur- like champion. He just exactly. wants to do something to stand. He doesn't know what that is yet, but that it doesn't mean that it's that. The thing that gets him to be like, I might do it is because, oh, there's money involved. And right now he's going through some, woe is me, I'm poor thing, even though he is very well fed, as we saw. Like, there is poverty, and then there is poverty. Brokitude. Brokenness. Anyway, um, MVP? I said Hermione, um, and that's with, like, uh, like for now, you know what I mean? Like, it's with the yeah. kind of asterisks, because I think that, like, again, it's not, and it's not her fault, it's the book's fault, so it's, like, her, the way she's acting in this particular chapter, it, like, makes a lot of sense and, like, is how she should be acting, right? Like, it's slave labor, that's fucked up, and um, she wants to do something about it. Um, it's the book's fault and Joe's fault for not taking it seriously. So, I, right. for now, until it starts getting, you know what I mean, like, really problematic, until she starts becoming problematic, I'm going to give her MVP. Right. 
Um, so I would, I also said Hermione um, for basically what you said, but also because I felt this, I felt really weird about this chapter. There wasn't a standout MVP or a standout bench. And usually you at least get one. Like you at least get like one right. standout of, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I can't really decide who's MVP or I can't really, but I know who's bench or like, I can't really decide who's bench, but I know who's MVP. Um, and yeah, so for the same reasons, I said Hermione, Portia and Deborah both uh, want you to know that the sorting hat is the MVP for serving up trap hits constantly, consistently every year for centuries. That's real. Y'all. I think that, that's valid. Can we just talk about Portia's? The sorting hat is the wizarding Zaytoven. I don't know what that means. Oh yeah. Well, I guess the sorting hat doesn't make his own beats though. So maybe not, maybe he's not Zaytoven. Who is that? It's okay. You don't have to know. He can't be. No, he's he amazing though. Just Google it, Robin. Who, Google, I don't Google know. Him. You could have said Timbaland, but he's not though. Okay. I'm mean, yeah, he's not because he doesn't make beats. That's why I I backtracked. The Sorting Hat is. I mean, we gave Vago. Huh? Vago? Zygo? No, that's not what I said. It's okay. What? You don't have to worry about it. It's fine. Okay, but you should say it's fine. Who did you bench? Sorry, um, I brought it up. I'm just so confused. Now I want to say Zlatan, but that's he's a soccer player, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I I started. I, I'm actually I hate when I do this because it's in my book and then I have to cross it out because I changed my mind mid conversation. Um, I bench Peeves just because. Yeah, it's one of those. I was yeah, but I gotta go with Joe. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put Peeves though because we can't it also has to be a character from the book. But I'm gonna put I'm I'll put her as well. All right. Yeah, I put her too. But yeah, I agree. I benched yeah. Hogwarts as an institution because. Oh. Can I do that? Sure. Um, cause on the one hand, like at first it was like, you want to binge Dumbledore, but like, this has been going on like long Way before Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just as an institution and not necessarily the specific people, except whoever the fuck decided the house elves were going to be working there for no pay. The wizarding world. The wizarding world. Can I do that? But, I'm, but I'm doing Hogwarts specifically because like, for one, like they don't even mention them in the, in the, what's it called in, um. Yeah, because they Hogwarts of history. Whoever who wrote who wrote Hogwarts of history? But Tilda, right? No. no. She, she wrote, wrote a history of magic. A history of magic. Hold up. Um, I can figure out who it is, and that's what I'm gonna bench. I know who I'm benching now, and I've already crossed it out in my book. And it wrote it back in in a different color ink. I'm just failing, guys. I'm hungry now. Um, oh wait, it I'm, was written by Matilda Bagshot. Yeah, she's like a, she wrote a history of magic. She did. She's a historian. You, I mean, you can't just know, write but one like, book about history. You got to find different things. Hold up. Doris Kearns Goodwin has written many books. Houston. Well, no. So this is the thing is, is this is in the in the wiki or whatever. Oh. So if you look up Hogwarts of History, it says it was written by her. But then if you look up Bethelda Bagshot, it says it was written by it was a history of magic, but not. The other one, but then it says she wrote ten other books. I'm looking this yeah. up because I feel whoever like the author of 
Okay, but we're getting into the weeds and we don't need this on the podcast. So you can do this to satisfy your own brain later. So I'm benching the ministry as a whole because they have even, no matter who set up the institution of house elves, they have had plenty of chances to uh, outlaw it and they have not. You said, you said um, the ministry? The ministry, yes. And okay. Jim Rowling. Um, Deborah and Portia, they're just like tag teaming these today. Um, bench groundskeeper Hagrid, someone who takes care of the castle. No, I think they ended, I think, um, oh, so no, it's Filch, it's Filch because, yeah. yeah, Filch takes care of the castle and Hagrid takes care of outside the castle. So it's, they're bitching Filch because um, people be slipping, wet floors, there should be heaters, a spell or something, you walk through a, the barrier and door, you walk through a barrier or the door and all the moisture is instantly wiped away from your clothes. Um, Filch can't keep up that, spell but he could definitely be the person who made sure that the spell was working and made sure that if it needed to be renewed it's his job to go and get McGonagall or something to renew the spell so yeah it could definitely be his responsibility Filch okay so I found it it's not a hundred percent canon but in like the you know reenactments on the wizarding world um of Harry Potter and like that stuff like in the movie stuff they said that Badilla backdrop wrote it so she's benched because i don't have any other um like there's nothing yeah. else to refute that so ron chernow has written a lot of different historical biographies because he's a historian right no and it makes sense i just couldn't remember if it <laughs> said a specific like if it had said a specific yeah. author so i benched bethilda backshot um for not okay so that. to recap yes Brianna and robin have made hermione the mvp Portia and Deborah made the sorting hat the MVP for dropping those trap hits. Um, Bayana benches Bethilda Bagshot. Uh, Robin benches the Ministry and J.K. Rowling for uh, not doing away with the institution of house elves um, and for not even caring to mention them, respectively. And Deborah and Portia bench Filch. No, Deborah benched Dumbledore. Oh. Because Filch and uh, Hagrid have Mag magical limits. Okay. And um, again, and Portia said that she. Okay. But okay. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you, for, you listening. for listening. Next week, we will be discussing chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire Mad Eye Moody. Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who was benched for the chapter. Um, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can use the hashtag wizard team or add us at we black and nerds. Um, and on Facebook, join our Facebook group and you can talk about it on there too. All right. Bye guys. I'm so hungry. My food is so cold. <laughs>